Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 38 of our weekly Gaming Meal podcast. As usual, we are here to deliver some gaming-related news and discussions in the form of a three-course meal. I am one of your hosts, Manny, and I'm here with Eric. Hey, everybody. Mika. Hello. Caesar. What is up, my sweethearts? Uh, we also have Jobert, but he's uh, not here right now, but he'll be joining shortly. And we have a special guest tonight, Chase. Hello. All right. So in today's episode, our main course will be about best romances in gaming. That's why Caesar called everybody sweetheart. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> but before our entree, we need to start off <laughs> with some appetizers and brief discussions in current gaming news. Take it away, bro. All right, um, so for this week's appetizers, we're going to start off with some interesting uh, news uh, from, I guess, from the financial world of uh, games in terms of acquisitions. And we're going to talk about this, I'm going to call them Embra- Embracer Group. And I've actually never heard of them before, but apparently they have acquired uh, Gearbox Entertainment for $1.3 billion, which is a lot of money. You'd be surprised. You, I would have been. No, I would not have been surprised if it was set Microsoft at the beginning. But um, basically, Gearbox obviously is the developers of Borderlands. They've done other games such as Bo- uh, Brothers in Arms, Duke Nukem, etc., etc. And apparently, we. I mean, we didn't cover it in the past, but this em- Embracer Group uh, has apparently already. Uh, uh, they're already the. Uh, they've acquired a lot of other studios already. Uh, they're the owners of THQ Nordic. Uh, Deep Silver, uh, Saber Interactive, and on a, on a bunch of other developers. They actually have around 57 internal game dev studios, apparently, um, right now, which is a ton. Um, so with that, and we can talk about a little bit more details on the, like this deal, but I'm just going to draw it out to uh, Manny. What do you think of this uh, Gearbox being acquired by this group? So my, my first thought was, um, what's the guy's name? The, the owner... Basically, the main guy for Gearbox. Um, oh, the crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. What's, yeah. what's his name? Yeah, everybody. Um, Randy Pitch. It's Randy Pitchford. Randy. No, I'm making it up. Now <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll Google it. Keep going. Yeah, remind <laughs> me the name when you have it. Definitely Randy something. Um, my first thought was like, oh, maybe he's like leaving the freaking company because everybody, everybody, not everybody hates the guy. Well, yeah, I guess everybody hates the guy. Um, Randy Pitchford. It is Pitchford. Okay. Yeah, we, we that's <laughs> real. That's his real name. Yeah, well, I was like, that's <laughs> supposed to pitchfork, so I don't know if it's true. <laughs> it's not like he had a choice, and then Caesar. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Like either his parents hate him, or <laughs> yes, I got his. I'm among his Wikipedia. CEO, American businessman, 49 years old, etc. Et okay, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, my my first thought, like, okay, so maybe he's selling his stake in the company and he's leaving or whatever. No, they're just. Right, the him and the shareholders of Gearbox are just selling to uh, Embracer Group or whatever for 1.3 million. So he's still gonna be the leader. So that's kind of disappointing. I guess I don't know what it really means other than like Embracer having more of these. This this might already be like their biggest developer, right? Because you mentioned THQ Nordic, you mentioned Deep Silver, but I, th- uh, I still think big, Gearbox big. is bigger. Developer slash publisher, because they publish too. Well, this is more famous. They definitely have a big AAA game. 
Uh, that's obviously Battleborn I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> just shut down last week. Uh, but no, no. Uh, yeah, Borderlands is a big game. Um, yes, it's very interesting. Uh, okay, so Borderlands is a that? big game, but I, I think it's like... Yeah, oh, good. I, I, do you think in like two years we'll see like uh, you know a major change in Gearbox? Kind of how like Blizzard has changed slowly through its acquisition. I think eventually yes, but like, is it for the better or for the worse? That's the question. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know, like a lot of people would say like Blizzard probably, in my opinion, not for the better. Like, um. Yeah, when you compare them to like Diablo 2, StarCraft days, that kind of stuff, like they, everything they did was bangers. And um, since then, there's a lot more hiccups. Anyways, I don't, I don't really know. I, I like Embracer Group. I don't hate THQ Nordic or Deep Silver or Deep Silver, maybe. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of hate sauce there. They, 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 there's a couple of things that they fucked up, like Shenmue 3, and you know, like there's, there's, there, there's some. Right, what I mean, else? To me, Borderlands has lived its life. That too. personally, the franchise itself, like the IP. Yeah, I, <sighs> I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. One point three billion seems like a lot just for these for these guys. Like, I'm not saying they're not valuable, but they haven't done like anything crazy in the past outside of Borderlands that I can think of. Do you feel too? Like, I feel like there's a this company that acquired them has a lot of like low class games you yeah know? they're definitely uh more budget b-movie studios yeah basically <laughs> like they, they're just like the exactly I mean, that's a perfect comparison it's just like they just crank out b-movies and every once in a while yeah. they have a hit you know like like <sighs> um, that's actually a very true and tested like uh business strat for for all like in movie making <laughs> so yeah. maybe it works for games but they have they yeah. have IPs like um, like Darksiders. Me and Eric love that basically that IP. So I, can go, I like the first and over, second game on those. Let me, yeah. let me go over a couple of the IPs that Embracer Group, which again owns a bunch of uh, games game development studios. These are some of the IPs that they own: uh, Saints Row, Goat Simulator, Dead Island, Darksiders, mm-hmm. Metro, uh, M- MX versus ATB, Kingdoms of Amalur, Time Splitters. Uh, insurgency, World War C, etc. These aren't all. All of these aren't shitty games. There's a few, yeah, solid gems in there. They're, that's what I'm saying. They're 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 B movies that are some of them good, some of them stinky. But, but they're like, they're almost like A double A even maybe uh, game develop <laughs> game games. No, not triple A, but they're like they're like up there where you can sell physical copies, right? Yeah, <laughs> but like, there's Maybe. again, like, like I like Darksiders a lot. I like Metro a lot. World War C was very fun. You know, like, like Saints Row hasn't had yeah. a game in a long time, but th- those are also always very fun. Those were really good. Yeah, yeah. So I like, just want to know, they Manny, have comedy. How do you feel about your Darksiders game being in the same sentence as a goat simulator? Technically, it also. <laughs> Hey, it's in the list. I'm reading it off the boat. Apparently, that game is highly successful, so I'm not going to judge you. So is Farming Simulator, but it's just like, it's a very niche thing, in my opinion. Have you it's played it? It's actually YouTuber no, bait. It. it is the best YouTuber game in the world. Basically, you want to make viral content, you buy Goat Simulator, and then 
watch somebody eat shit. grass for eight hours. You you become like this no. this dumb goat, uh. And this dumb goat does some janky shit, and you just walk around, and it's just comedy, uh, top like like physical comedy. You remember when like the Three Stooges type of shit? You just you just get content like yeah, that it's, all the time. It's very, it's just a very silly game. You're you're not actually simulating a game. It's it's probably closer to like I don't know Tony Hawk Pro Skater than it is to a goat simulation simulation, but like. Wait. It's Did Caesar just quote the Three Stooges, which came out in 1922? <laughs> I am, I am, I am attending all audiences. Hello, my before including a hundred-year-old. I was gonna go. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. My old. Hello, my gamers. Hello, my darlings. Hello, my honey pie. I don't know how that song goes. The other thing that's interesting about the article we were reading is it says up to 1.3 billion. Yeah. I can't see them purchasing it for that amount when their revenue is only like 37 million a year. Yeah, so I, I that does that seem is a little crazy, bit crazy. Uh, so the one thing I heard about this or, or read somewhere, I, I can't, forget where it comes from, but but they actually bought them for like 360 million, and with an incentive that if they hit their um their revenue targets or whatever, then they that could increase to the 1.3 billion that we're seeing. So realistically uh, okay. speaking, they bought they were bought for like a much lower amount, and they're expecting um, Gearbox to hit revenue targets to then increase that amount um to 1.3 yeah it's like a classic uh a classic sports athlete salary if you score 10 touchdowns or whatever this year you get an extra 200k or whatever that's a good analogy that most people here don't understand (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i understood that reference uh but um yeah I don't I, I don't know am... what, I don't know what will happen to Gearbox like from this like like would they change I'm sorry I what did you say how... did you say I don't understand what the sports reference it was a sports reference Caesar look I know Peyton Manning okay <laughs> I know exactly who he is they don't fuck with me. he did get inducted into the Hall of Fame this past <laughs> weekend so good job Caesar uh, he probably I know I pick him I know how to pick him baby. <laughs> Let's not go into football. I I just had a Super Bowl. <laughs> salty and at the same time happy. Uh, what? Uh, like you wanted both teams to win, I guess somehow. Like. Pretty much, almost, yeah. Uh, well, shit, dude. That's All right. Bittersweet Wait, stuff. Uh, I want to check with uh, Mika. Mika, uh, do you play any of these games that we're talking about in terms of like that were either uh, made by Gearbox or uh, that this Embracer Group literally owns? Saints Row is the only one that I could think of. Saints Row? That was a long time ago, but yeah, I played Saints Row. That's fun. I played the MTV vs. ATX game on like PlayStation 1 or something. <laughs> Wait, Chase. <laughs> you know, you, how kid. long have you been a gamer, Chase? I've been PlayStation a gamer for a 1? Well, PlayStation 1 was probably my first nice. console if you don't count if you don't count Ooh. the Game Boy. I count the Game Boy as yeah. as a gamer. Yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, I, had, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had you know red and blue and yellow and the old gray, purple buttons. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that that. I mean, it was a solid console, but like you couldn't see the screen for shit when you when you try to like turn it on. <laughs> now. 
I think, I think if they can pull off. I mean, Chase, it's difficult. Like, how many games out there in history are successful based on comedy? I feel like this, 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 these, these guys are like really buying up a bunch of IPs that are good for comedy. If these guys can pull it off, they can they can make their marks. They can get their billions. Yeah, I mean, make like an Avengers mean... comedy game. Portland's characters, the Saints Row characters, Goat yeah, Simulator. I mean, I, I'm feeling yeah. like I'm getting a vibe like that. Like these guys might hire some comedians and and they might be start p pumping out like fun, which is good. That's what games are for, right? A lot. Yeah, they're just like the Berkshire Hathaway of video game companies. They just buy everything up and then they like sell what they can sell and they get rid of what they don't sell. That's what it's mm, like. Bring back time flippers. They're house flippers for game IPs. That's house flippers. Right, they're, they're just uh, buying IPs, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They, like, like a couple of years ago, they went on an IP buying spree for on the cheap, you know? Like they bought stuff like time splitters, which like the game hasn't existed in, in they, decades now they um, bought like 12 studios back in november i actually have your own notes uh i don't have the full list here but that they've been buying a lot of studios recently apparently yeah. and there was even a rumor that microsoft was interested in buying gearbox but they these guys just overshadowed I mean, them it seems pretty pricey right what is gearbox what does it bring to the table other than borderlands i could tell you i have the list one of their ips they have homeworld Brothers in Arms, which could be interesting if they revive that shit, and Duke Nukem. <laughs> Damn, Duke that's Nukem, a big, baby. big name. Hey, that's if Microsoft name. buys them, they would have Quake, Doom, Duke Nukem, all the Halo, FPS, all the all the all first person shooters. Like own it all, collect the whole set. <laughs> you think they're doing the Sega play, making themselves real attractive for potential yeah. buyers? <laughs> <laughs> that's the Sega play. <laughs> Mm, baby, look at me. Um, but yeah, that, looking pretty, like yeah. romancing the the buyer. Babe. Like, look like at these IPs I got. Doesn't have a ton. They have a little publishing arm, but like that doesn't uh, outside of publishing like Godfall, maybe like so a couple of ITs, you know, IPs or small. They do publish the Hello Neighbor games, I believe as well. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, Mr. Rain but, two, they publish. Yeah, so not much. All right, uh, I think we've talked then enough. Let's move on to our next appetizer. Is that okay? That sounds good to me. I hear no objections. All right. Uh, for our second appetizer for this week, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a publisher that all, the only thing that we do, it feels like the only thing we do is bash them because all they do is basically sports games. But we are going to talk about electronic arts. Uh, spe specifically, that uh, reports came out from Bloomberg this week that electronic arts was going to have, uh, was basically going to decide the fate of Anthem or Anthem Next, as we like to call it. Uh, apparently, across the internet, they're apparently they're rising anthem. They're deciding what to do with it, um, and apparently, uh, EA is going to be meeting this week to decide what they're going to do. Um, uh, so I'll, I'll spread it over. Like, what do we think about this whole thing, and then we can go into the, some of the details uh, uh, about anthem. But I'll send it over to like uh, first. Let's go with Caesar. What do you think of uh, EA deciding anthem's fate? <sighs> Well, I mean, they is their daddy. They should decide a fate. Now, now for, for a little bit of reference, Anthem's a game I played back in the day when it was Did you? fresh and new. 
you know, I mean, it was a big thing. It's a looter shooter, uh, but it really did like bank on that it, it beauty and and universe that felt alive. Um, marketing stuff like we remember the trailers with that bustling city and and then you got to fly into this awesome looking really beautiful map uh but but you know it was met with a lot of pushback because when gamers got their claws into it and first of all you know it did it did that thing where where the NPCs really like weren't like the cyberpunk thing where like yo the, the there's not as many NPCs they're not doing this whole shit you fucking promised and yeah. then the gameplay where the marketing was all I live, mean lo- looter shooters am I am I right like looter shooters for me they get boring fast generally speaking because the because the game looks is so repetitive and all that stuff but this game was particularly egregious with not having a lot of content and and people were already kind of short fused because of uh destiny on on the on the subject i think like people were already like annoyed by that and these guys didn't really deliver on the content and not only that they also had a the <coughs> the only i'm sorry the only progression was through this random loot drops of weapons and stuff like you didn't have a skill tree or anything all your abilities and everything was just randomly loot drop and there was also like a big problem when people realized that the the damage system was basically a facade and and the rarity of the loot really didn't matter and so the progression and and the feeling of of becoming stronger wasn't really there in the original game either. All right, so let's, apart from let's hear so from I somebody else. Like that, no way. I'm just giving like a small thing. I haven't said anything really. I'm just explaining what the game really? is. <laughs> yeah, five minutes later. Like, yeah, they <laughs> said they said later. they'd fix it by. Well, I mean, they said they'd fix it by by changing all that shit up, right? But then the guy that was the lead on on the project left. So basically, it's like uh, my understanding: it's in the air, right? It's in the. I, air I don't know what you're talking about at this point. Let's just talk about the uh, the lead, the lead that was actually the, doing the, the, uh, the main guys in Bioware. Like he left, and then he yeah, came back. The like two years later, or like a year later, I forget his name. Um... Yeah, me too. The thing is, like. This next week, they're going to decide whether or not they're actually going to implement the, the thing. Now, my opinion is the game's pretty. Casey Hudson. You know, and, and they really need to, if they're going to do it, I would play it, but they'd really have to, like, overhaul the whole thing and make it free. You know? Yeah, I was, I was looking into, up, like, I was curious when we had this topic about when the last update was done to it. And it was February 25th of 2020. So I've literally been working on something else for an entire year, which I assume that game is probably super dead, just like No Man's Sky was. And, like, it can be done, right? Like, I went back and played No No Man's Sky after it was super hyped up, super repetitive on launch, and came back two years later, and they had made a lot of great changes, and it was a good game. Can Anthem do that? I don't know. I think Caesar had a good point that they probably got so hyped up 
off the Destiny, Destiny 2 flaws that people were looking for a great looter shooter and it just wasn't. <laughs> it was had no content and was super repetitive like typical looter it, shooter. Did it, did it suffer what basically Avengers recently suffered? Uh, where it also came out, it was also a game as a service and it just did not click with people. I mean, I think it clicked for the first week, right? Like it was, I remember mm -hmm. I didn't ever play it, but I watched it because everybody was playing it on Twitch. Like, even the WoW streamers were playing it on Twitch because it was so hyped up. And then after a week, they're like, well, we ran out of content. Uh, now, I guess we're going to go back to WoW. That's not good. Exactly. <laughs> That's never going to lure a shooter, by the way. Yeah. Hey, but I'll tell you something. Like, the little bit of content that I got when I played it... If I didn't, if I didn't grind it, it was fun. Like in terms of looter shooters, Anthem has verticality, which I don't know any other looter shooters that have this. So that that makes it different. It also has the whole sci-fi stuff, and it has big monsters. Like you can on that IP, you can have your standard sol soldier bullshit with the looter shooters. You also have big monsters, and you have verticality. Like they do have all the tools to be on par with Anthem and all uh, Anthem with Destiny and all that stuff. Like, they do have a good IP in theory, in my opinion. Yeah, so, so it comes down to the gameplay was fine. It's the systems of how you got loot were bad, and which that can easily be fixed, right? You can easily go in and revamp the system. Yeah, and... I mean, even while the game was out, they, they there was a bug, by the way. It wasn't a feature or anything. There was a bug that increased, like, the drop rate. And everybody, from what I heard, everybody that was playing the game was like, oh, the game's good now. Like, or not good, but better now. <laughs> that like, that there's a bug that increased, like, triple or quadruple the drop rate. And, and then they fixed the bug, and it was like, oh, it's back to shit. <laughs> and not even, not even, not only that, the, the Anthem had a bug where the actual starting weapon became the best weapon in the game because it didn't have, like, a multiplayer, so it's a multiplier. multiplier. Where it basically yeah. made it the strongest get weapon in the game from the beginning. So you never have to change from your original silver colored weapon. Because it was still the it, best it, DPS. Because it, it leveled up with your with your level, not with the, whatever stats you were picking exactly. up. Exactly. It wasn't a bug. It, it was the veil they had. They basically like hid the fact that in order for them to let people play together from different levels... This whole progression system with the rarity of weapons was nothing more than a veil, than a, than a facade. And they got caught when people started realizing that because of what Eric just said. So what do we think? Should, should I think it, I, I, I read it was about game but, design. But let's, let's, go, let's go to what, e, what we think EA should be doing. Should EA actually be keeping, keeping this alive? I think that depends on what the team working on it for the past year and a half has done, right? Like... So, so from what I this is this is what I've heard or read on my end that I don't see on our notes. They had a team of thirty people, right? A small, you could say, skeleton crew. It's not super small. It's like about the size of a of a standard indie team, if you will, but obviously smaller than a triple A team. But they had that thirty people working on the game, or maybe a prototype of the game, as to what would become the future, right? Whether or not those 30 people could get that done, I have no idea, to be honest. Like, I don't know what, what EA's expectations are, but, like, that game flops so hard, I feel like, that, that it needs to overcome so much that maybe maybe I'm leaning no. I'm hoping, like, it did, 
seem cool from a um, marketing standpoint again, but like like marketing apparently is just full of fucking lies. Um, but yeah, like like the, the the actual game came out and it wasn't anything like that. So it was just. I don't think, bro. I think you're the one that played it the most out of everybody. Like like I played it, but not a lot. So I don't have like a. a, a I mean, I heard they were bringing in a new mech, like a paladin-style one with a sword, and and that they were going to have a skill tree now for each class instead of having it be uh, loot, so where you got your abilities. Into, into their RPG-like background, if you will. Just um, classic. Yeah, classic progression. I, like, for example, we played Destiny 2. Destiny was... N I, got m I got more mileage out of it. Because I had the goal of unlocking the skills. I, so, so it's a big deal to have certain, like, to have those progression systems not be a, a complete farce. Where, where you have, like, either you're, you're subjected to the RNG to it, where you have to grind and it becomes annoying. And I think, at least, like, from what I heard, they are addressing the correct points. The question is, does the com is the community gonna come back to it like if, if the game really did deliver on its promise is it too late you know are those those pretty little graphics and all that stuff still relevant that's my question yeah it's a good i mean we don't have the answer to that one like like yeah, EA probably I, has the I, numbers I, of how quickly and i don't think so because of the new gen uh, of how quickly <laughs> anthem flatline what they can do to like revamp it like who knows maybe they come up with some sick ass ideas that i'm like oh yeah i love that That'll make us so much money. Let's re let's do it. You know, like I don't know, like, um, but I guess I guess I'm I'm gonna ask like either Eric or Chase to like what the same question that Eric asked me or us the group. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> what opinion. do you think? Like, do you think it's gonna be closer to like being revived or or why or why not? Chase, go ahead. Uh, well, guaranteed, I've, like I said, I hadn't played it, I don't even own it, but I've watched it a few. It did seem fun. seemed like, from Caesar's experience, they allowed too much RNG, and, like, the stuff that people are complaining about are classic, like, game problems that can, they're system problems, and they can easily be fixed. If there was a bug that, oh, the loot was four times as much, and everyone was playing the heck out of it, like, come on like recognize that as a team and just like double the loot or triple the loot and then mm -hmm. come back in a later patch and maybe say, okay, well we kept the player base engaged for another three months because we tripled the loot. Now we're going to actually fix the system. Yeah, um, but, true. but they um, might've already lost their player base, right? Because hell there hadn't even been an update on the EA page for over a year. Nobody knows what's going on with the game. So like, could be a good thing, I guess, right? If nobody knows, they come out with this big, flashy update, probably draw people back in, maybe keep half of them if it's good. I don't know. 50, That's 50 what they're trying me. to do, Chase. Like, you, you hit the nail, you know, you hit the nail right on the head with it. That's basically what their gamble's going to be. You just you just said it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just, like, that. Like, I think gameplay mechanics might have a little bit of tweaking to do like almost like Caesar, what you were saying is like okay the, the characters need to feel more different than one another 
Cause like, oh, this one spins. No, I didn't say that. Like, they were like, they were pretty different. In my, from my, there was a big tank. There was a super ninja, and then there was a flying different. mage. And I think they're making a paladin. Well, uh, apparently we lost Caesar for like a microsecond there, and that gives me the chance to speak. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll I'll reiterate uh, my wishes for Anthem, which is like I do like the the way the gameplay feels, the shooting and the powers. They were fun. The characters were at least diverse enough. Like the tank was actually an actual tank, not just an additional like HP, but he he had um, like armor abilities. The mage literally felt like a little bit of a mage. It was still armor. Um, there was a speed guy, which is basically like a melee quick guy. And there was like the, the all rounder, and and there were fun character classes. The problem is after the gameplay, the base gameplay, which was the hardest thing to nail in my opinion. They didn't have anything else. The, the mission variety was weak. The enemy variety was even worse, which was basically the same enemies over and over and over again. And it's like that's why Destiny has like this excuse for like four to six different species. Coming at you, and every expansion they sh changed them a little. And Anthem had nothing. It basically is like one enemy type, yeah, but two like max, even, and that's it. Let's compare it to like two close things, like Destiny and and like Hell Avengers, right? And Avengers are also tank, by the way. But like both Destiny and Avengers, I feel like their gameplay as like characters felt better. Like I felt having like I had more fun playing as Destiny's shooting. And and the way those abilities played, like the grenades, the 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 ultimates, whatever, the bubble shield, right, with the titan, all those things felt way more fun than anything Anthem did. Even even Avengers, like playing as the Hulk, grabbing a, a rock off the ground and chucking it at somebody, like doing the the clap, uh, all this stuff felt funner than anything Anthem did. Like even on the gameplay front, which is its strength, I think it doesn't hold up to the competition. And the competition. Mm -hmm. Like Avengers is also failing. Um, yeah, but uh, a big, big, big problem that this game has is that they they sell themselves know. as games as a service, and which means that the, the the people that go into them initially go into them to see how quickly they can get to the level cap and to see how quickly they can break the game into like the grind. And Destiny had this problem when it launched, and it took an expansion or two until they actually got like okay. And then they got Destiny 2, and they did same. Then they did, and then they had the same issues. It's hard to meet those expectations, but those expectations are set by them. So they set the expectations for Anthem, and it didn't even meet them. Didn't help that it came from Bioware, and Bioware was basically promising, yeah, yeah, yeah everything you got from our Mass Effect and Dragon Age level of storytelling, we'll, we'll have it with Anthem, which was a complete blatant lie <laughs> at best. Oh yeah, that part um, was completely. Fucked up. <laughs> so it doesn't help. It doesn't help that you're putting Bioware and Bioware is basically selling this game as like, ooh, yeah, it's gonna be like Mass Effect. An and, story. And, uh, yeah. But it's also a game of service. Like you're not hitting any of those points. You're not hitting that's, the that's... the story lament, which is what people like about you. And you're not hitting the games as a service. So stop selling it like that. Yeah, on, on the um, games as a service front, they also failed because like games as a service are supposed to be like almost co-developed with the with the fan base at some point, right? None of that happened. <laughs> like they just ignored the fans completely. Like for the small amount of time that it was a a service, if you will. Um, Turn that fan off. It is cold in here. 
Was right. there any, uh, like, any... Or anything for it? There was a beta, yeah. Was there? Okay. Was... It was like a demo, the same thing they always do, release a demo for like a weekend, try it out. The game's the game's out in two weeks. It's like you're not you don't have enough time from getting any feedback there to make any changes when the game comes out two weeks later. Yeah, Hello. and it's and it's just like two missions, right? Woo! Instead of like yeah, but... mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it wasn't real content it. for them to get good feedback about the game. Nope, like nope. honestly, <laughs> I I played the beta and I was like, this has potential. But guess what? Like those two mission types yeah. were probably the same thing over and over from like what I heard. Yes, they were. And like that's it. You know, like like, like it was completely fucking Manny, terrible. Yes, like. they were. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking based on that. Only I mean, I, I mean, Chase. The anthem. reason I can't. I can't yeah. Say. Gilbert, just, we're talking yeah. Anthem. Have you played it? What do you think? What do no, you think EA I, I should do with Anthem? I haven't played it. Um, I think EA should. Ah, uh, uh, they should drop it. Uh, that's what I think. They should. Uh, and the egg broke. They should drop it and uh, maybe take <laughs> that same concept, like take some of the stuff that they've worked on that game, and apply it to something different. You know. Like make a brand new title with, with with that stuff that you worked on, you know. Like you can. So you don't think like the IP works, but the mechanics work. Yes, yes like I they, think it looks like... correct. I think they can use a lot of that stuff that they've done and apply it to something different, like a new story. Cannibalize those assets. Yep, cannibalize <laughs> them and and just apply it elsewhere. And that's probably what they should. But like, it I'm is a beautiful game. Them. Like those assets are gorgeous. Right, but I mean. This game didn't last longer than a month online, right? It felt that way. It felt that <laughs> it way. It really felt I that mean, way. I mean, the content, the yeah. people ran out of content in less than a fucking MMO cycle, dude. Like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> there you go. So that's my take on, on Anthem. I haven't played it, I, I uh, but, I mean, that's what everybody, and I'm on uh, obviously basing my opinion on, like, uh, streamers that really cared about the game. And uh, other players that just, you know, it just didn't click with them. It has people. Right. It has it has people, but yeah, not now. All right, Let, let's move on. Uh, we we bashed on. I think the, the overall consensus is basically, um, what what's the the, the game here where it's like a uh, marry, kill, or whatever other word. Apparently, <laughs> we all decided to kill it. <laughs> no, I didn't kill it. I was, I was, I was uh, making love to it. Yeah, I. But you're I, not gonna I mean, marry. I honestly hope, like, like they can't turn it around. I just don't think realistically that'll happen. Like, like, like I just don't think EA wants them to turn it around. Yeah. I don't think EA is gonna give them the chance. Yeah. It, I tell that I don't that, think like, it can't be Ubisoft, turned around. I don't think EA is gonna do it. Ubisoft may be like like they might hang in there longer, like like they're doing with like Hyperscape or whatever, but like, but not EA. I don't think EA is like not gonna know. I, I was checking the other day, like uh, like streaming numbers, and it was like uh, thirteen thousand for X game, and there was like a K next to it, right? So it's like thirteen K, sixteen K, and there was like eighteen. Next to uh, Hyperscape, you go, oh, that's impressive. And I was like, oh, there's no K. <laughs> it's literally 18 people. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's that bad. All right. On uh, Hyperscape, damn. Yeah, it's super, super fucking dead. Yeah, but uh, uh, that's one of their failures. They, they did turn around Rainbow Six Siege. So, you know, like like one of them was a success. Whatever. Yeah, but mm. now with uh, like Ghost Recon... Uh, one one they turned around, the other one did not. So it's like mm, again, that's what you They would they have a higher propensity of sticking with <laughs> with true 
potentially for the right, project uh, let, in tournament. Let's move on. Let's move on to our final appetizer for this week. And our final appetizer comes from uh, the world of Final Fantasy VII, specifically the remake. Uh, there is supposedly, and uh, not supposedly, there is a concert. I guess I'm assuming that this is a digital concert. Otherwise, it would be very inappropriate during COVID to hold a concert. Uh, I mean, actually, some, haven't checked that. Other countries detail. are doing much better than wait, we are, wait, by wait, the way. Wait, wait, <laughs> okay, wait, never mind. No maybe, maybe, say, it's like, maybe it's like, uh, like <laughs> Asia is like, hey, we're clear. We haven't had a COVID in six months. Uh, no, they probably uh, still like, have. Like, I think they'll do fine. But... I think they'll do fine, Eric. They should go ahead and do it. Perfect. <laughs> Got it. They'll take measures. Yeah. Alright, so they're doing a Final Fantasy VII Remake World Tour Orchestra concert. Uh, it's uh, next, uh, it's, it's going to be on February 13, but the news, the real news comes that, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name, so I apologize, uh, Motomu Toriyama, uh, he's the co-director of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, he announced that there is going to be an announcement game-related like an unreleased game content announcement at the event. Um, so well, basically, we just, let's just talk about what, what do we think this type of announcement it could be. And I'll actually start it out with our Resident Final Fantasy uh, super fan, which we will learn in our main topic. Uh, Mika. I was afraid of this. Uh, oh, she's here. What do you think of the Final Fantasy VII remake concert game announcement news? cool because i've been to video game concerts before and final fantasy was the best part of uh, the video what game you... concert yeah what is a video game concert Tell when you went to video games yeah. live was it i went yeah. with manuel yeah that was a that's a fun one it's fun is it like like just like an actual band or is it like at yeah, a it's, it's an or, at least an it's, it's an orchestra and it plays just instrumental video game music Yep. Mm. Wait, 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 wait. But, but, but Mika, Mika, don't they don't they have like choruses and stuff like that sometimes? They had for one wing angel. Yeah, so it's basically just like playing music of the game and, and by the way, Final Fantasy Seven remake music. Best of the year best of last year, if you ask if you ask me. Um but Mika, like nice. Eric was saying, that like there's there's an upcoming announcement of some sort of game content. What do you think that is? Video game concert? I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be that huge. Maybe they're gonna announce a tour. No, no he announced there's gonna game. be a new no something new game related related to Final Fantasy VII new? remake. Final Fantasy new game content merchandise unreleased game content he, he, oh. the director specifically mentioned DLC? there's gonna be new game content announced at the concert maybe like a DLC or something for Final Fantasy remake okay speculate on that come on give us the yeah speculate give us, give us more <laughs> what, what is it gonna be like okay here. Oh, perfect what that shit was perfect. <laughs> what, just DLC? No, here, here's my vision, right? They're going to make a DLC doing a sack episode where they, like, actually explained the whole sack side of things. I don't want to go in too much into it because yeah, spoilers, but, uh, but, <laughs> but, like, something that like that, be, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe a prequel DLC, kind of. 
Yeah, it could be something like that. Like, like they, they, oh, there's definitely a lot of be, things that they can do. Yeah, they're finally porting Crisis Core. Uh, I like that stretch. I love that stretch. It's yeah. better than what I thought it was going to be. I was going to say a bit of a stretch, but it would be really good if they did I that. I would love uh, that. Uh, but, uh, uh, <laughs> a remaster or a remake? That's like EA reviving Anthem. It's <laughs> I'd honestly just port like if you just port the game, I think it's fine. Like you know, I know, like, yeah. At this point, if they just port be, the game, it, that'd be cool. It could be better, like if they actually weren't that far and remade it. But they they still have the, no. There's already so much on the platter with seven remake. They don't need to do Crisis yeah. Core remake right now. Yeah, um, they don't need to. But um, uh, what unless I think they, is, unless they integrate it into the the part two of Final Fantasy VII remake. Crisis Core? They could integrate maybe bits and pieces of the story, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 they could. Um, but okay, that's that's heavy into Final Fantasy VII lore and 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 ending spoilers. My um, Final my... Fantasy VII spoiler cast. Yeah, no, yeah, I think that's coming soon, but not yet. My, I did um... beat the game. I want that though. Are we doing we that? need to wait for all three. Like, are you, are we gonna wait for all it's three to come out? We need to finish it. By the way, we're, the years the by, game came out. by the way, later in this podcast, we're probably gonna run into some spoilers. Okay, <laughs> just so, <laughs> so we know, because it's hard to talk about my romances. <laughs> it can happen randomly, people. <laughs> Try to spoil the original. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about like the old stuff. Anyways, this is just a little like like uh, antithesis. But uh, my my most expected thing is like some sort of. Uh, uh, next gen version with perhaps like an additional mission or two. Like, like the easiest, lowest, the easiest thing that they can do is like, hey, next gen upgrade. Here's like 60 FPS, nice graphics, whatever. And there's a, there's a, in the game, there's a like a, an arena. Uh, maybe they add more missions to that. That's like that's like the laziest thing that they can do. Where. That's that, that's my lowest bar. <laughs> like that's my least expectation. Like they need to hate at least that. Um, All right, I, I want to ask Chase. Cool. Let, let me bring in Chase. Chase, what do you think is going to be the Final Fantasy VII remake announcement? <coughs> big, sorry. big, small. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but the only Final Fantasy game I've ever played in my life was at PAX last year with Manny playing the demo. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the one we're Which talking one about, it? by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was a demo so, for Seven Remake, yeah. yeah. Oh, he only played the demo for Remake? Yeah, yeah. That, that's He's literally playing. the only Final Fantasy game I've played in my entire life. He's not a Final Fantasy... Uh, Just never, never got into it. So, okay, I would want to see the concert if someone got, has a link, though. I'd love to listen to some music and... If it's like an orchestra with a chorus, I'm, you know, that's my kind of thing. So it's the best music ever. Yeah, I think. I mean, but is that gonna be like on a on a theater? We don't know. I guess. Like, <laughs> do you think they're gonna make it like seated, or do you think they're just gonna be like dirt arena and stuff like that? How do you think they're gonna like? I would, I would think at. at... The the COVID way to do it, it's like some empty amphitheater, right? But you do it, you do do it in a theater, but it's freaking empty, you know. Maybe... Yeah, you just record it and then you stream it. Yeah, or some shit like that. That would be my guess, but I have no I mean, clue, man. <laughs> next generation concert. I mean, I'm not super hyped about just streaming. <laughs> like it, we lose something there, but yeah. 
Okay, what what about so Gilbert's played? He's a fan. I was, I'm gonna say a fan. Okay, at least he's acquainted with mm. the old Final Fantasies. Damn and he right. He has started remake, as far as I know. I got them all. I started remake. <laughs> it's not Pokemon. <laughs> what? What? Do it. It kind of feels like Gilbert Gilbert has caught them all, though. I don't have. I don't have. I lied about that. I don't have thirteen. Do you think about uh, what's going to be the announcement? I mean, I didn't like thirteen either. It's going to be a trailer. It's going to be a trailer uh, with the music of the orchestra, man. That's what's going to happen. A trailer for what? For DLC or for seven two? Damn, that's Ooh, that's quick. If that, that's, if that's what. That's uh, what. Seven like that. on the seven table. Two is going to be like that. Okay, I'm calling it right now. What time is it? It's eight sixteen p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> seven times there. Write it down in our <laughs> book that doesn't exist. <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. It's going on the wall. <laughs> Hall of Fame calls uh, guarantees. I guarantee. guarantee. <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't think. I think we could probably move on from Final Fantasy VII, unless anybody else has anything else. I haven't played it yet. I'm getting hungry. Okay. Oh, I see, I see what Chase is doing. <laughs> I'm like, grab some Snickers. Caesar does it all the time. He's hungry all the goddamn time. Oh, no. I already, real life, I broke into my uh, new bag of Grippos. So that was great. Oh, okay. The food. <laughs> just broke mute the mic. Into... All you got to do is mute that mic and just, like, enjoy. <laughs> uh, he knows from experience. <laughs> <laughs> Except he doesn't even mute the mic. Sometimes you hear the bags, the bag of chips opening <laughs> and the chips crunching. Crunch, crunch. You hear opening the sneakers. Yeah, I've done that shit. <laughs> that shit voice changes. It's like, <laughs> okay, so I think we can then move on to our main curse course <laughs> entree. All right. Uh, so for our, our our entree, our main co- main topic today, we are going to talk about uh, romantic relationships in gaming. I guess like the I, we're going to talk about what what are our favorite or best uh, uh, romantic uh, relationships, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's our Valentine's Day episode, so we'll we'll figure it out as we go along. Everybody's everybody's actually. Being very excited for this topic, I actually haven't seen many people get into <laughs> get into our preparation as before. It's the first time everybody has gotten in. It's like wow, this is gonna, gonna be, be uh, a lot of smooching. That's right, oh, oh, heck yeah, yeah, really active. This conversation, <laughs> DMCA Caesar, don't. Yeah, but like like Mortal Kombat and the friendship emote, uh, we are going to start uh, by okay. So I'll try to moderate kind of our conversation, and I'll basically just send it out to the group, and I'll start that now. Um, let's talk about it in general first, and then we can go into some of our favorite examples. Um, what makes a romance relationship in games work for you in a in a, in a game setting? Is it just the story? Is it the uh, the, the way a game would pace it is it is it the choices you can have like some like example or something like a dragon age where you can actually select people for lack of a term what what, what uh, let's let's go like and I'll, I'll i'll ask i'll ask our new our guest to shine in first 
Shays, what do you think makes a good relationship in, or romantic work in games? <clears throat> hmm. Well, I would say if the relationship in game has caught my attention, well, that's a plus. <laughs> Most of the times I might just overlook it and like move on to the main big dragon or whoever uh, whoever I'm facing. Wait a minute. I got a question. When you say yeah. caught my attention, what do you mean by that? In the I sense... mean, he related to it. No, no, no. In, way, in the guess. sense of, in the sense of what? In the sense that I like, I was actually cared that that those two characters were in a relationship. Exactly, okay. exactly. It's okay. like he got grabbed by the plot, baby. That was by good the writing. Plot. Okay, okay. That's that's uh, okay. yeah. And I can use one of my one of mine as an example since it's WoW related. But oh, um, in the previous like. BFA storyline, Nathanos is obsessed with Sylvanas, and even though she's like destroying the horde and like telling everybody a big fuck you, he follows her. It's not spoiler alerts, but he follows her no matter what, like because he is so obsessed and in love, though she doesn't reciprocate it, and it ultimately leads to his death. And when I went to like kill him in game, I kind of felt bad for killing him because of that story of like how like strongly he had followed her to like wit's end because of his love for her. So like that to me was like a good way of like subtly working in romance in the video game. Um mm -hmm. I think if it's yeah, like a, a partner Yeah, if it's like a partner in crime you know, that's always going to be fun, especially if it's a duo or a co-op game where, like, you and a, a buddy can, like, you know, one person be the male, one person be the female, and, and like, you guys are, like, this tag team couple going through and defeating the bad guys. That's always fun, too. That's all I got. Kind of like, um, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's not the same, like, type of relationship but you do get a loving relationship. It's not really romance either, but in uh, Bioshock, right? Infinite. It's that co-op throughout the game, developing a relationship. That's what you're right, like, referring to? But let me... Uh, we understand that, but let me, let, me, let me ask for the other, other people the same question. Basically, what makes uh, like a romantic relationship work in games? Uh, Cesar, since you were speaking, what, what do you think makes it, makes it work? I mean, I think it's not... I don't know if you can make it through gameplay. Like, I have my... My my wonders if gameplay can even affect it. Or is it only writing? Is it the writing the only thing that, that truly affects the romantic aspect of a, of a game experience? Well, the gameplay can like, impact the, the the gameplay can be the platform. Writing. I guess if you like, if you decide that choices, player choices, and these whole systems of like the dating yeah. sim, I I could say that's are like you gameplay. calling some of the dating sims, for example, the yeah. entire gameplay is this playing with words or your like like choices. It's reading, but it's a book. And at some point, it becomes like just you're an interactive novel at some now, point. Now, if you're talking more like, about like gameplay of like an action game or like, okay, where like like Chase had like a little bit of a of a 
of a example, right? Where like, okay, he didn't want to fight that boss or he didn't want to beat that boss because of the story affected him, right? So like that did impact his gameplay experience, and that's something driven by the, gameplay. Yeah. Um, another big one that you could say and that's a way to word it, but like you can't design. What you can't design tool. it? That was designed that way. Like, like maybe people. Didn't yeah, but it's an engagement story, but... tool. It's not. I don't know. Like my definition of it, I don't feel like I would find a way to make gameplay affect it. But I definitely agree Here's... with Chase that yeah. the that the story is super good for engagement. Yeah. Um, Outside of dating in. sims, which I, I think like they're obviously that like that's like a clear definition of gameplay impacting romance decisions or whatever or dialogue choices, if you will. Um, I have two kind of oddballs, um, and they're both from the same, and I think this is, one of them is on your list, Caesar. like, but, like, they're both by the same developer. One of them is Shadow of the Colossus, and the other yeah. one is Eco. okay? Eco is, is, the entire gameplay loop is about escorting this girl along, right? Like, the main character, yours, I forget the character's name, but, like, the Eco, which is the main character, I forget the girl's name. Like yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, yeah, premise yeah. of the game is to like keep her alive, <laughs> like 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 you you show the romance, if you will, or like how much you care for that other person through gameplay, like particularly that game. Shadow of the Colossus is a little bit different. <laughs> I think the other one that does it is like uh, Infinite. It feels like the, the gameplay mechanics. That's why I say like those are examples, but I really like don't. I don't see it like personally. I I definitely the games that I enjoyed and engaged with romantically didn't use gameplay to to do it. Like yeah, because really like this one, Shadow of the Colossus, it's I don't think the love story is told in gameplay, it's told I through the you know, through storytelling. Okay, I, I want to kinda of almost for... chime in into that idea of Acorn Shadow of the Colossus, but let me let me ask the rest of the group. Mika, uh, what do you think makes the best in terms of for a game a romance work? How does a game make make romantic a romantic relationship work? Is it just as Caesar mentioned, like maybe the the script and the story told to you, or is there something else that can make it better? I think both are valid. Both that you see the story being told, or that you get to choose. Um, I mean. Right now, what's not rampant, but what's more prevalent is choosing romance games. You see this a lot in super popular games like the visual novels, the uh, Otome novel, the visual novels that are very popular. Just you're the main character. It's just like a, it's a girl, and you can play various uh, scenarios to see like. Uh, there's a Dove one too. The what's that beautiful? Boyfriend Hat a full boyfriend. That? <laughs> that one, yeah, that's one of those. Those games are very popular. The type of game. You're, it's practically yeah, just for people that don't know. It's a pigeon dating simulator. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Dating simulator. <laughs> yeah, but but like outside of that, like like The Sims Four. This is do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> oh, that's like a good you one. can like, romance the Dead Reaper. My sister, yeah, you like, can go as a Green Reaper in The Sims if you want. But but like that's a good example. <laughs> like that game, the the, the the gameplay doesn't tell you make two people fall in love. But like you could decide to like okay, I'm gonna make these two guys fall in love. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's you create your own story. Yeah, you can also the like, like the you create your own love story. And this is like this is I I I give you that one that. 
I've been enlightened right there. That's true. Like, like I'm trying to think of recent games where romance was a key factor or something very that people like, whoa, that was the best part of the game. And I can't really think of many. I will agree. I, just, I mostly remember games like 15, 20 years ago where this was very prevalent. I will kind of agree with you. I'm, I'm the recent is is a is a, wide, a vague term, if you will. I'll say like in the past five years, like like since The Witcher Three, I haven't been like, oh, the romances this game is particularly like interesting, and that's like Witcher Three is like five years old, right? Yeah. So, um, even recent games that yeah. I have played, like <laughs> that, that are right. they, they say me... it's like romantic. Like, no, it's. Let me let me ask let me let me get Jover into the final question and then we can basically talk about what we what are, what we think are the best romances in gaming uh, history. But let me let me ask Jover basically what do you think of this whole uh, conversation, Jover? Um, uh, let me repeat the question. Uh, yeah, repeat the question. Uh, sure. I... Uh, for the fourth time. No, that um, oh. in specifically in the video game medium, does romance work better as just uh, same as other types of romances, where it's just the, the the basically the text on the screen, the storytelling, or can the gameplay element of video games change the way romance can be told, or does it enhance it in any way? What do you think is the best way of delivering that? I would say it definitely has the potential to enhance it. Um, and I think uh, what Chase said about actually facing Nathanos, for example, that hits you, uh, the fact that you have to face him type of deal, right? You wouldn't get that if it's just reading it. Right in the field. Um, also, games like Persona, the you can romance... Uh, well, you can romance pretty much anybody. Uh, but let's say, for example, uh, you get to know your teammates, and you see them like their how their personality through their gameplay, right? So that has the uh, potential to enhance it. So, yeah, I think games as a medium can definitely present other stuff that's not available. But you play games like Persona. Do, does that game make anything where it makes their romancing options better? Yeah, or it's kind of like Persona and Fire Emblem Three Houses, right? I yeah, you play, play those games. So. Absolutely, it does. So. Yeah, but uh, again, like at least Persona, I haven't. I actually haven't. Like, per, I play one Persona game because I heard you could pick the romance option. Yep. And at the end, you couldn't. Uh. So that's I think it was three. I think it was three though. Yeah, but there was only one option. And three? And yeah. More. <laughs> I need to check. So I just know that I stopped playing game. and never picked it back up. That's what I'm saying. I Maybe you did it wrong because like like in Persona or some games, like once you make your choice, you're locked in. Or if you didn't do everything perfectly, Destiny. you're locked out. <laughs> like stuff like right, that. Right, right. There might be that <laughs> aspect of it, you know. But which is potentially persona, not good design or whatever, but that's just Persona's very flexible on that, by the way. Like you know, it's pretty hard to screw up once you get there. So I think I think I, I mean I think like the best the best implementation of romance in a game is Monster Hunter World. You know, <laughs> Poogie is is just the best fucking. 
<laughs> romance in the game. Caesar, I'm surprised you didn't say GTA. Going to the strip club, having all those ladies <laughs> around you. Picking up the strippers. That was, that's yeah, that's another plantation. Call it what it is, Eric. I've never played GTA <laughs> myself, though. <laughs> Even worse, I've tried to be PG-13. Whenever, <laughs> whenever I play GTA, we played together, and it was, okay, let's get to five stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and go to the strip club, right? It enhances the gameplay for you. <laughs> yeah, it uh it, it it is used as a uh, like mini games too. Like in in The Witcher, you get to do it like the same the same way you get the cutscenes and I think Cyberpunk also has a bunch of these who has played that game? Uh, no, who uh, has played that game that can tell uh, us about the mini games during the uh, um, scenes? <laughs> Is there any mini games? I haven't actually looked into it. I don't think there's any mini games, but I'm pretty sure there are. I think we should call in a friend. Like with Mass Effect, classic Mass Effect. Hey, you earned a cutscene, my friend. <laughs> the reward <laughs> for your hard work done. Oh, you know, kid. <laughs> Take off your pants and do your business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try to bring it back. I was gonna say before before Caesar. <laughs> All right, la last la try to uh, wrap it up and then we can go into like. No, like, like I, I didn't. I didn't start it. It was Chase who started it. What you said, Poogie, and then like Chase just followed along with you. You're like, like <laughs> Chase, you're a complacent. <laughs> I jump on all the trains. <laughs> Okay, so what I what I agree with Jobert on is like I think gameplay can enhance the experience, <laughs> like like the the the, rom the romance part of it, if you will. But it's just much harder to pull off. Like I don't see it successfully pulled off as often as just like straight up through the story telling it to you, right? Like like a lot of Final Fantasy games, I don't think like the gameplay would in any way change what the story is presented to you, right? And they have a lot of them have romances. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, so it's just easier to do, but I think there are good examples of like gameplay enhancing um, a romance in a game like Eco or maybe even Persona in a smaller way. I the like same. The Sims too. That's yeah. a great example. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on to basically our list. I think we talked about um, uh, that discussion. Let's actually then go into, into more specifics. Let's talk about what are our favorite uh, relationships. Uh, it can be romantic otherwise, but basically let's keep it to like that um, objective. Um, uh, so I'll actually leave it to Mika to start us because I think she has a very um, big, big list from what she started. Uh, so Mika, uh, you want to bring us uh, at least an example of a, of a game relationship that you like? So on some, what, what are some of the best ones in your mind? It's hard. I mean, when you're like, damn, this is hard. Uh, but I think a lot of people's top of the list is going to be the er, like Final Fantasy games for the, the start on the PlayStation. Uh, 7, 8, and 7, 8, 9, and 10 specifically. Yeah, Mostly. I, did, I really like that. But romance-wise, 8 and 10. I would say 10 is probably one of the most recognizable video game romances in ever oh so i was just gonna say Go i already agree with eight and ten like those two those two that yeah. seven and nine but the other one yes yeah the other ones are just kind of like play around with the romance or it's kind of like on the side 
8 and 10 is the core of the story, the romances. They're and they're very good. No, I was basically going to go into like the, the same question you had, which is basically what makes them the most memorable in your eyes or in your opinion? Is it just at the timing? It was like it came out of the perfect storm. People were looking for that. It wasn't something that in we didn't see in games at the time, and that's why they took off. Uh, Actually, I, think... I think both both of those are good. Yeah, are valid. I, I think Mika's more intimate why. with 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 the games, but I would say like just the scene, some of the key scenes, like for example, Squall carrying Renoa and the railroad tracks, or something like yes. that. right. And their conversation and the the space getting out into space stuff. It's all key core to the game and the relationship. And about Qual kind of like growing up throughout the game, you know, that's part of the game too. What about Titus and Yuna? Because I think that's even stronger. <laughs> I would say so. I would say if I had to make me pick between those two, it's really close, but okay, I would say no. Titus and Yuna are a stronger relationship and more people remember it than Squall and Renoa. Personally, I, I never played the other, the Squall and but I did play the Final Fantasy X. You never played Final I, Fantasy VIII? Holy shit, dude. It's on Game yeah. Pass. Go play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, even Mika's saying that it's on Game Pass meme. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. They're like, okay, but no. Um, I really don't enjoy these days the gameplay on, on those games. But from a perspective of the romance and all this, like because it's... Valentine's. I do. I did get impacted by by the story, and I think uh, the reason why I personally uh, enjoyed it so much was because it's very uh, artistic, and it and and it uses out these these stories as allegories in 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 who the characters are on lore. So, spoiler alert! Really, like this is this yeah. Is... I mean, these games are old, but spoiler alert. Um, Oh yeah, yeah! Spoiler <laughs> alerts for all these uh, games that came out on PlayStation One. Like between you guys, all the times it, that okay. I perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not gonna, gonna ask go you play eight either. But um, where was I? I forgot. Titus. Uh, yeah, this Titus, Titus, and Yuna's relationship is one of sacrifice and you know the romantic like romance itself is 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 for me uh very much selfless and like it's just wrought with sacrifice and this is a classic uh star-crossed lovers story and it it is something to do with time like which is the first iteration of this classic story are you being exposed to and through the medium of games, I would say that one of them for me and one of the more memorables was this one. Because at the end, Titus is is they basically not real. Like the story as it as it resolves, he sacrifices himself in order to uh save the world, which was basically he was trying to fulfill the dream of this girl who who's tasked with saving the world. And he goes on a really long, I'm, I'm several disc journey with <laughs> okay, her, yeah, and, okay, and in okay, the okay, end, I'm like he has to okay. sacrifice himself. Can I bring me, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna okay, make please. it short when it's done. Complicated. If you've not played Final Fantasy X, the entire story is that there's these monsters or thing coming, and there's a summoner, 
which is basically a sacrifice, and she has to do a ritual to super calm spoiler, the... I told you there were going to be spoilers. Yeah, just spoil it. Warning us up. It's a, it's a, it's a game that came out in like 90. Anyway, <laughs> the entire game is played, and she, you're helping her travel to, to do this ritual, and Titus falls in love with her, and without knowing that if she does this ritual, she's going to die. Eventually, he finds out, but she wants to keep going, so that's what. So he still goes with her. And at one point, you discover that Titus is not really real. It's part of this thing that's going on with the monsters, or this spell, or whatever's going on. Again, it's been like twenty years since I played it. I it's a dream world. Like, like he's a dream. It's like a dream. He's, yeah, a, he's dream. a dream or something. But. And he still helps her, and they dream of their her, future. But... They have a romantic moment where they dream of their future, and in the end, like he has to. Never really in, said like, it. Is it, survive. is it more like Inception they, or Matrix? Never, no, no, no. They never <laughs> planned it. It's Final Fantasy, dude. It's Final Fantasy. It's even worse than both combined. Okay, is the it. top anyway, still yeah. spinning? Or I'm so fucking lost. I'm like, holy shit! This is coming in as fuck. Long story short, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the exact details, but I know that at the end she does do the ritual, but she doesn't die, but Titus disappear because his world that he was is sacrificed to save her life yeah. or something like that. Wait, so there is a sequel to this game, right? We're talking yeah, about 10, right? And the only reason for this sequel is to bring them back together. I'm 100% okay, sure. Yeah, wasn't the one where they, they're all musical girls and it's all like, like a girl it's band? Disaster! No, okay, okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not making this shit up in my mind. I'm like, that's one of those games that like a musical that's band. That's all Eric remembers. That girl band. That's all I remember is the, the changing right, of the outfit. Pop, right. I never played them. My sister loved it. I wanna, I wanna maintain a little bit of a balance. We, we, we're going to continue talking about Final Fantasy games. I'm pretty sure this is not the only time. I want to pivot it to other games, maybe. And actually, I'll send it out to uh, Jilver. Jilver, give us an example of one of your... What you think is one of the best like romances in games. StarCraft. StarCraft? StarCraft, absolutely. And if you if you played this game, you absolutely know that it the, the whole game revolves around... The whole game revolves around Kerrigan and Raynor, right? <laughs> so, oh, Kerrigan. And the whole story is about the love between these two, all the sacrifices that have to be done, and it's just, I mean, it's a love story, dude. All the Real quick, what the StarCraft, uh, uh, I guess, the story is for this for these two? Oh, dude! You're, you're I can explain it real much. quick. Starcraft. Like Kerrigan becomes. I'm a Starcraft like... fan. I can explain what they, what they, the Starcraft one and what their relationship is, and then how it fucking devolves. I'll just say something it. real quick. Spoilers expected, but if you don't want to yeah. hear spoilers, speak up, or maybe we you mute yourself or something. I I fully expect spoilers on a lot of these. But they're old games, and okay? This is StarCraft yeah, 1, which is basically... Correct, <laughs> right, okay, so, like, Chase, do you know about the story of StarCraft 1? Yes, I Starcraft, was the one that Warcraft, gave right? Gilbert the idea. StarCraft? <laughs> yeah, he did. Okay, perfect. Hey, Chase, <laughs> bring us, bring us uh, full circle. Like, explain to us StarCraft 1. Oh, I mean, I don't have Real all quick, the... Uh, I don't remember minute. all the details, but... The yeah, very, very high level, like 30 seconds. Uh, essentially, right? Like in the in the missions, they are kind of playing off each other, and Raynor is making decisions to like help Kirigan, and then Kirigan is making decisions as well. But she defy like defies Raynor, right, and goes with 
the Zerg instead of the Toss or, or Protoss or something like that. And then that starts creating a divide. And then, like you said, it ends up the dissolving. Do I get it close? Uh, so, so uh, I mean, the first game, yes. You, uh, Kerrigan's a ghost. Dude, but let Raymer, me add to that a little. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, correct. I was going to go with, like, Kerrigan's basically a ghost. Special forces. She's supposed to, like, keep her mission. Raynar is this random uh, simulator? rebel guy. Uh, they decide to work together during the StarCraft 1 story to the point that they, they do feel like a, a relationship, but at the end of StarCraft 1, Kerrigan basically gets trans get gets converted into the she gets, she gets the swarm she gets uh, as the, the queen. She gets betrayed. She gets betrayed, and then she gets be converted, and that's why you have the, the main character being her being this like uh, creature the queen like of the alien movies or something. The queen of blades. Great. Smexy creature. And after that, they basically abandon the whole romance for like a return because it doesn't really yeah, come out. No, it, wait a minute. Uh, she, in still, the later games, it's just more like an still, excuse. He still loves her, even though she's she's like that, and you can see it in the game, in the story. And there's there's intense scenes, Eric. I don't even remember. There's intense scenes where he can basically kill her at one point, but he doesn't. I don't know if you recall that. Damn, yo, that's um, some deep Chase. shit. Yeah. So, Chase, since you brought it up, what makes this one of the memorable, I guess, romances in games? Is it just like a motivator, or...? <sighs> I mean, StarCraft, for me, like, StarCraft and Diablo is what got me into computer games, and I played it a lot, so it was kind of... I mean, like, when I played PlayStation games, I kind of stuck to, like, sport ga sports games and stuff. And then, like, Halo, I played that a lot as well, but that relationship for me didn't really click. And then I think the drama between those two, like, was enough for me to... When Jupiter was like, oh, we're talking about romance this week, that was the first thing that popped in my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. And I was like... Oh, cool, I mean, no, yeah. to make it. Absolutely. And there is no right answer here. Definitely what we're getting is is what impacts us as individuals, and that's good. Yeah. That's awesome, that's awesome. I, I, I played StarCraft but, uh, 1, but by the time I played it, I had played StarCraft 2 before, first, so I didn't get that connection. But I guess if you played it when it came out, it probably impacted you a lot more than probably what, what yeah, I impacted. I, I got Yeah, uh, uh, see, uh, Chase, go ahead. I was going to say, like, <clears throat> like it came out in 92, which that was also when I was born. But I played it when it was, like, 98 or so, like, when I was real young. And, it like, I had a crappy computer. It was one of the only things I could run. And it was, like, we had dial-up, and I could get on Bnet, and I got one hour at night, and I went and played StarCraft, you know? Um, so I, awesome. And I, like, yeah. did all the campaign and all that, so that kind of... As one of the first games that got me into online gameplay, it stuck with me. Wonderful. Yeah, they, they, uh, I was going to say Blizzard did a good job of doing, and they do it through, like, in most of their games. Character development is, uh, is well done across the board. So, all right. You know what uh, other game? I was just going to go to you, Caesar. Uh, so, give us another example. Oh, another another game. game I like you guys reminded me with this story with the StarCraft. I loved Final Fantasy 10 and 14 with the player 11? engagement. Ooh. 
Ooh. No, the player-to-player engagement. Let's talk real, like, real game relationships. Well, you said 10 that's and 14. No, that's we, not what we're players, 10. Yeah, 11 and 14. I'm sorry, 11 and 14. I misspoke. Uh, the, um, the MMOs. The MMOs. Well, those are not <laughs> game relationships. Uh, For the really Final important. Fantasy, I like that one in terms of... You, like, World of Warcraft is responsible for more romances. And for marriages had, and children. They were marriages. They had marriage systems. Yeah, they had gameplay that was relationship-based. If you go to Moonguard, I guarantee you, you can find you a relationship in the world of Warcraft. There are people who met and married themselves in real, got married That's in real not life. What These we're are stories. About. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that is gameplay. I that's was designed. No, it's not. And it's February, folks. Get <laughs> online, play some games, MMOs, and stuff oh, like that. I would like to Final Fantasy. That's socializing, not really Yeah, that's socializing, not gameplay. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> I love it. Thing. I love it. It's I, love it. I game when I'm socializing. He's like, you think you're supposed to bring people to games? Not gonna game for me. I just got invited to a, a freaking wedding. I feel like I just got booed out of the stage. I feel like, yeah, boo, get out. <laughs> I think to Caesar's point, I was when we, I was like reading, looking through games, trying to trigger stuff. That I saw uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. There was like marriage options in. I didn't ever play it, but I didn't know if any of you had and what that was like. Like, does that would that be that could that potentially change your gameplay if you were married to you know Joe Schmo over there and like you could only do certain quests or stuff like Eric, that? I think you're the coder expert or maybe maybe Caesar. Great question. No, I didn't play that game, but I did get married in Final Fantasy. So what I what I know about Codor is that it's it's the Bioware formula, right? So basically you can there are certain characters that you could talk to and and build up the relationship to eventually have a romance. That was the beginning of that Bioware formula that they developed. They started basically with Coder, developed it with Coder. No, 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 not even Coder 2, yeah. They started with Coder and then um, Mass Effect it was like, okay, it's a lot more involved. Um, and obviously Mass Effect 2 and 3. Um, but yeah, basically there's characters that you could romance in the game. Yeah, and, and if you notice that type of interaction has become almost common in those types of games. Like the option of romance. Didn't you get that in Fable? Fable uh, as well. Somewhat, yeah. yeah. And, and I think... You got to me, give me. Not, not a good version though, but I think this is this is one of my favorite types where like... There are presets, if you will, and obviously because that's how it was written, and then based on how you make your choices and everything, your relationship develops how you want, right? Like like Mass Effect, for example. Mass Effect 2, what team are you on? Tally, what, Liara, Miranda, Garrus, freaking, you know, like, like, like yeah. there's, there's so many Fire. characters that you could... Fire Emblem um, Three Houses does the same thing, depending on which road you choose, the, the romance difference, uh, romance options are different. Persona! Persona's pretty crazy about that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So it, it incentivizes multiple playthroughs to experience different sides of the story. Yeah, or it does. YouTube. <laughs> or YouTube. <laughs> yeah, cheating. Well, it's a, it's a game padding in the comics. Baby. All you want to see is that cutscene. <laughs> Yeah, the one cutscene. <laughs> well, I mean, you could just save scum it, but yeah. 
No, no, the, you cannot, some of these games you cannot really save scum because, like, the, the decisions happen, like, very early on, some of them. Like, um, <laughs> like, like, in, in Persona, maybe you could potentially save scum a little bit, like, like, but I could see that, but, like, Mass Effect, I mean, Mass Effect, you think... get, like, second, yeah, it's like, you have them to the second act to not touch those. Like, I usually left them, like, unmoved until, like, I progressed all the shit. And it's in the second act that you can start that shit. So it's, like, more than half of the game. At least. Still, okay, so you cut a little bit, but not, like, not, like, okay, let me reload, pick the but other still, option. yeah, like, it's definitely like a that. good, like, <laughs> chunk of game padding, for sure. You have it's to good. play, like, it's half the design. goddamn game, which is a big game. <laughs> But um, okay, so so I'll I'll say uh, Mass Effect is probably one of my most fa- uh, favorite ones. Now that we're talking about Mass Effect, um, it actually drew in like the the news yeah. media. I feel like that day. made it blow up. Honestly, like Mass Effect is the one that made this whole romance thing blow up. <laughs> it um, was good. Like the thirteen-year-olds were like, "Yes, what? This is the news says that this game promises me what? Was something where <laughs> must buy." Eric? It's one of those games that really went into mainstream with, like, you can actually choose your romantic options. Really show you things that, obviously, at the time, people were like, oh, my God, video games have uh, romantic scenes. What the fuck? Right? Yeah, Mass Effect yeah. was one of those things that just... The yeah. mainstream audience, yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think it had also, like... Um, I think one of the reasons why it was, like, it picked up a lot of uh, news and, and like... Um, it got very popular. Was I think it was one of the first games with like same sex um, romances too. I believe. Good on them for being. Which um, one? For backing that shit up. Mass Effect, maybe. I think. I don't know if it was the first one or the Sims. second one. Sims. Sims. Mass Effect one, I think, had the Sims, first choice. Yeah, like, I had no, one like like within game driven dialogue made tailored yeah, stuff. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a that's a Caesar fact, I guess. <laughs> What do, what's a Caesar fact? <laughs> like made up shit. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's made up shit. I made you up shit. Pepsi Cola. <laughs> but um, but I remember, and these might go into some spoilers into Mass Effect. Um, I'll try not to go too deep into it. But like like Mass Effect One, I remember a choice between two characters. Right, one of them was called Caden. I think the other one was called Ashley. And um, and. Eventually, I believe, if I remember correctly, you could romance one of them, right? Not both. Yeah, either one. of them. You could romance either of them. And you could also decide which one lives or dies, like, like as part of the story. Like this is one of the like this is one of the things that I like about Mass Effect One. Like some of the stories are like heavily impactful, like towards the end of the game. Like you could like your two two games could have like completely different things. Like, oh I committed genocide and the other one's like, oh no, like I saved that race, you know, like stuff like that. Um spoiler alerts, yeah. Yeah, I already said that. <laughs> Mazabet like, was good on that. Like it is. It really did a stellar job on that. Yeah, and then yeah. Ma- Mass Effect 2, you probably couldn't carry... You-, you could carry over some romances, but not all of them, right? Like, if you pick Liara, you could carry that romance over to uh, Mass Effect 3. Um, I think, or you could... Switch, I like the alien could... girl. I always went with the alien yeah, girl. Yeah, that was... Was that Liara? I think that was Liara, the blue girl. I think her name was Liara. No, no, not this... Uh, Asari, the other one. Oh, uh, so Tali? The one with the, with the helmet Tali. and the mask? Yeah, yeah, I like Tali a lot. I just enjoyed her character. Oh, she was so cute. 
Yeah. Wearing um, that mask. Yeah, yeah, and the, the reward with the romance with Tally was like removing the mask, so it was like very cool, I guess. All right, all right. Let, let's let's move on a little bit. Uh, I want to hear a couple other games, unless you're you are done with your Mass Effect example, bro. Well, uh, just like like the, like the game could carry over through the trilogy, so it's like a very cool way of like not only expanding it within a game, but within like the universe, right? I mean, obviously, it depends on how it's written, like, but like giving you dialogue choices and giving you choice, like, make it that much more impactful for me. Like, oh, the character that I picked, oh, that crap, they died, or now they're doing something else, right? And like in the first game, so now I'm gonna pick someone else, <laughs> like, and just move on. So like, you, you like painted your own story throughout the three games as to like who you picked romantically and whether or not you stuck with them the whole way. Um, I thought it was very, very cool. I agree with that. Like, I love that that story's mechanics, and and each one of the stories I'm guessing was just as good as Tali's, but Tali's better. <laughs> All right, Eric, you could go. All right, no, no, I actually wanted to bring up other examples. Uh, did everybody give an example? I think uh, maybe maybe Gilbert and Chase tag teamed on the Star Trek Starcraft. I, I can give another one if, if right, you want. Go. <clears throat> so the the two classics that I don't think we talked about is um, Mario and Peach, and then <laughs> Mister and Miss Pac Man. Oh, Pac Man over here! All right, yeah, that's good. You, you forgot right. Lincoln Zelda. You're talking about classics, by the way. That too, hey, yeah, and what about Star well, Fox yeah. and Crystal? <laughs> <laughs> like, or that those two foxes really had chemistry they they looking at each other like they needed to get it on quick these are eat your sneakers uh <laughs> i know chase uh, explain more uh those two yeah well i just think What's interesting about like Mario and Peach and Mr. and Ms. Pac-Man on some of those early arcade games is that maybe the romance didn't necessarily impact the game, but they used ro the romance to help sell the game, which I think is very interesting and kind of Ooh. first of its kind. For Pac-Man? So it's yeah, like yeah, the original right. Donkey Kong game, right? That had basically Mario trying to climb up to rescue Peach. Mm-hmm. Wait, that is wrong. That Actually, is wrong. I that remember... That is wrong. Pauline. Pauline. something? Mario trying to rescue Pauline. Peach wasn't... Right. Oh, it was Pauline. Okay, yeah. never mind. That cheating but, bastard. Like, I, I <laughs> remember a... Shortly after. <laughs> I remember a story about Miss Pac-Man uh, in the 80s when or 90s when, when that came out. Girls started... There was a lot of they actually did sell it to girls with the Miss Pac-Man. That's actually a documentary. I mean, you reminded me of it uh, when you said it. That is a great callback, and it actually worked. Miss Pac-Man gave like had a lot of more, a, a lot of inclusion, female inclusion inside of gaming. Yeah, I think it was a better game too. <laughs> I have. I mean, one, it, uh, it did come home. afterwards. It just doesn't it work. Better be better. <laughs> But um, but 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 I think these are like, I mean, they're fun. They're just like, I don't know, uh, they're not gimmicky. It's just like I always thought Peach needed a plumber. 
So she just like called this dude and just he had in order to get paid, like he had to save this crazy princess lady. I thought he was gonna go real dodgy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like the start oh scene God, of like a porno flip. I'm here to fix your pipes. You <laughs> <laughs> can't pay for your guys. What? Get your heads out of the gutter, please. It's Valentine's Day. Like, oh my God. God, <sighs> stay on topic. Okay, well, I'm I was saying I'm not say, the only one that thought it. What I was <laughs> gonna say is I thought like like Mario and Peach is like like they they haven't even exchanged words with each other. Okay, like outside of outside of Peach calling for Mario when Bowser's taking her. That's it. Like that's the. Fucking... What's up with Bowser? What what is up with that abusive relationship? <laughs> what about Bowser and Peach? Huh? Apparently they have maybe Bowser yeah, Bowser and Peach. as a kid or like I don't know what the hell Bowser said is. I don't want to get Mario. That's some four chan stuff. Where are you getting your your information? Let's wow. what, what about Bowser? Hey. <laughs> How did Bowser Jr. come into existence and who is the mother? Yeah, that's a topic for another day. Maybe we'll leave that one for Mother's Day. We're going too dark. <laughs> We're going too dark too quick. <laughs> Bowser has like eight kids, the, the seven Koopa Troopas and Junior. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be like pretty much the lore. The the seven. Uh, I believe uh, turtles are asexual. Like, get your right. I think they just. Are they turtles? Divide. <laughs> Aren't they turtles? I don't know, man. They have a shell, but I wouldn't call them a turtle. It was like a. Dragon, he breathes fire. Oh know? my god, dude, I've always thought Bowser was a turtle. I'm sorry. This is crazy. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of like him. I, I could see how Mario and Peach would be like a well known relationship, like romantic relationship, but it's just like, okay. Is, is it really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought I they were just good so. friends. Like said, they give I... themselves kisses on the cheek. It's some Disney shit. You know what I, I mean? It's it's Nintendo kids for kids. I mean, what I said is that it's well known, not that it's well written. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but for its time, right? Like it is probably that and Pac-Man is probably the first introductions of romance that in is the true. video games. That is very true. And like for that time, I agree. Like like it's like how else can you present? I mean, obviously, eventually we had cutscenes and everything like that, but like at the time, that was like groundbreaking stuff, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's like he needed to go save that princess, and she was always in another castle, you know. <laughs> it gave it, it was the first motivator. Love is the ultimate motivator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we chose to. The girl can save a guy, and there are games that have shown us the light, my friend. There's, they just there's, chose there's to do it that way. One game where Peach is playable. <laughs> Not talking about Peach, I'm just general. Like, I'm just um, saying, when speaking about Shame on us itself, if... <laughs> and that game is best issue. I am. I would. I. I would love to be the rescuee. Is all you know. Sometimes it's fine to have the girl be the hero too. This is. I, Mika, any thoughts on Mario and Peach as a romantic relationship for in gaming? It's the standard established like relationship for that we've all grown up Trope. with. Sometimes it's very like they played it on the more romantic side. Sometimes they play more on the neutral side, or it's sometimes just it's there and we all know it and accept it. 
Okay, so so how about like Link and Zelda then? Because I think that's very similar, but at least those uh, yes. two have had some games that like you could see some yes, relationship I, flourish. Link and Zelda play a thin line. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's, there, it's obviously not intended at all for the relationship to be romantic, and some of the games really either go there or are just stand right behind the line, you know? Yeah, they're just like, ooh, look at these like, right there, she's giving right me. Come on, Blake, move! <laughs> I'll I'll say that um and this is probably like a game that nobody here has played fully not even myself Skyward Sword from what I remember like that not Link and Zelda <laughs> couple was probably the best representation of Link and Zelda as a couple because I don't think Breath of the Sword is like meh and and that's kind of about it in terms of like storytelling between these things yeah okay, enough time is not impressive. Always... It's not always Link trying to sell Zelda, even though it kind of started like that. But it's, I mean, the games are, like, classic, you know? They started when the 80s. So, yeah. like, the relationship has changed throughout the years or more, you know, as it, the, the players of the generations go up to where we are. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's probably, like, like, a... a... <laughs> yeah. How that type of relationship, where it's just like de facto, maybe a trope, like oh, the the the, the knight always saves the princess kind of crap. Yes, yes, um, that's how evolved into like a more modern way without still like. Yeah. The much. more and more and more we go, it's less of Link I think that's brilliant. sell the princess. It's more of just an adventure of them together. You know. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant idea to switch switch the papers up and yeah, stuff like that. In Zelda the next definitely generation. has like a lot more character, and, and in, even Ocarina of Time, which is already a pretty old game, like she's uh she's very and integral she, like to the. I to the I box. know I'll never forget about the Sheik thing. That was like awesome. Yep. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, Zelda I love that Sheik. too. Especially <laughs> in, in Super Smash, like Sheik is broken OP, and Zelda sucks. Like. <laughs> Sheik was awesome. In gameplay. Yeah, in gameplay. <laughs> okay, who's next? Not... Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, who's next? Uh, Manny, you want one? Or I want... Or, or, or... Pick one of the two, pick. Well, most of the uh, ones I have are still, like, on the Mass Effect line. Yeah, I mean, I already talked about Persona, right? So... I mean, I want to talk about... I, I, I can take a Zomber note and there talk a little go. bit about Shadow the Colossus. There we go. Let's, let's go with Caesar for now. All right, go I mean, Caesar, go. What, what makes Shadow the Colossus? Uh, to me, romance, uh, you know, when we're talking about romance in, in, in its definition, it's classic. It's, it's, it's when you're showing love, right? And, and this story, uh, Shadow the Colossus, spoiler alerts, is is really an epitome of of this whole journey to save the one you love and how do you the know bitter, they're in love the bitter sweetness because because when you sacrifice yourself completely because in the end your character dies from from the ordeal uh and his entire purpose has been to bring this person that's dead back to life you deal with with life and death and 
you know the 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 reality that in the end romance and love like it ends and and when you're willing to die for someone else is to me the epitome of the romantic view that people you know give themselves sometimes to me it was impactful in that way it it, it was true love it was a show of self sacrifice and it was a beautiful story so that's why I believe that game is one of the biggest, like, tragic romances in gaming. An example of, like, the greatest tragic romance in, in gaming. Almost like the Final Fantasy. From an artsy thing. point of view, you know, like, from the storytelling. Yeah, yeah. He sacrificed everything to save her. You, you get a sad cutscene and her, like, you get the, the whole, like, her waking up to not having him and, and, and the portrayal of sadness and the mood. And it's all done, you know, they don't tell you the story, but it's all done through through the game design, the atmosphere, and, it's, and, it's and also, the task. It's also not just the end, but, like, every time you take down a Colossus, there is this somber, sad notes playing, right? Yeah. Like, like it's it's like... Why don't I don't and and while you're playing it, you don't even know why you're killing these giants, but like you don't feel like particularly happy about it <laughs> because of like the way like yeah. just the way the game is made, really. And then yeah. at the end, you kind of see where it all was going. It's like, oh shit! So like you are killing them to save her, but it had like a very very negative effect. That and the only way you end the game is by doing it. So you know the character like the the artist didn't give you choices. Yeah. yeah. So. So the game's design is this character ends up uh, accepting death uh, for his for his love. Yes, but he doesn't immediately die. He turns into a fucking demon. <laughs> like like he, he even yeah, goes I mean, further. But it's like, a symbolic... He sacrifices like his his yeah, purity, if you will, like to save her on top of his life. Like eventually he does die. Um, he gets taken down, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I guess. It's, it's, it's... If people haven't right. played this game, eh. I mean, you've been spoiled about the end, but it's amazing. One of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> Damn it. Play the it. gameplay still holds up, right? Yeah, like, dude, people I should be imitating it. this game. Like, three line. years ago, or whenever it is I last played it. Yeah, it's still really... For me... I mean, Was Shadow uh, of the Colossus? Yeah, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus. Well, the remake came out. Uh, yeah, no, that's the, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on. I think we've talk- covered enough. Uh, actually, I'm gonna send it out. I'm gonna ask Gilver a question since it's on, it's on his list here. And Gilver, I want you to talk about Catherine. Man, Catherine. So I I recently started the game, right? But oh, cool. The, the whole game revolves around your choices, and you have in the remake you have three. Uh, choices that you can go with potentially four if you play it right um and it it's all about i mean the story is basically you're this 30 something year old uh worker who's in our current relationship and has an affair right and uh i'm not gonna talk about the gameplay mechanics but at the end of the day you have the option of like who to go with at the end of the day. So it's uh, very interesting how the interactions with each of the uh, individuals, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's your call. So, I mean, the whole story rolls around this plot. 
and it's definitely i mean i haven't played the whole thing but it definitely seems worthwhile just for the story alone so nice yeah. code catherine yeah 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 there's three catherines catherine with a c catherine with a k catherine with a q <laughs> with a q oh q. crap I remember playing the original game when there was only two Catherines. Yeah, they added up. This guy's a player, dude. Like, these are the things that happen to you when you play too hard. (laughs) Yeah, I think think this is one that should be mentioned, but I don't know if, like, we don't have, like, a lot of... I, like I said, I haven't. I mean, the it, character, so right? the the guy has a lot of issues. Like, does he try to hide yeah, one from it, the other? I think it's kind of cool, <laughs> and it goes along those lines, of like a, a visual novel type, with 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 a lot of good exposition in terms of like your choices that you make. All right, all right. I have two that are again similar to Mass Effect, right? One of them, Bioware as well, Dragon Age, and particularly Dragon Age Inquisition. I think Inquisition had the best out of like the the romance options. Um, like, like I remember Iron Iron Bull is like this big ass fucking scary dude, but you could romance him if you wanted to. And like um Cassandra's like this knight, but like once you get to know her, it's like it it, it evolves a lot. And um I really like the characters for that game. I don't know if anybody played Inquisition here, maybe Caesar. I played the first See, one. I, I didn't play Inquisition. Uh, I played the first one. I'm like Caesar. I did. I beat all 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 except Inquisition. Vanilla. I think I got to Abraham. Vanilla. So yeah, so I think Inquisition was probably the the better one in terms of the, the romances, more than one and two. And then one my... was not as good as Mass Effect, but yeah, definitely yeah. I could use improvement. That's between good. like I forget there were only like two options in the first one. There's not a lot of options in the Dragon Age games, but um, yeah, I still think they're good and mentionable. Um, I think they also let you have like the same sex relationships and all that. That was a good progressive I game think in too. The in the third that sense, one, right? yeah, but by, by Inquisition they in the did, but one. I don't think they did in Dragon Age one and two, unless maybe they didn't in the first one. Like um, I don't think so. I think the first one was between. I know one of them was Morrigan, which is like the the the. the well, I thought there was um, one, but whatever. I don't have the information like right in front of me, but I I thought you could. Okay, so my favorite out of all these like. Make your own choices. I'm going to say Western RPGs, whatever. It's Witcher 3. Okay? I think Witcher 3 has the best romance. Maybe in any game. I have a favorite one, but I think Witcher 3 is probably one of the best ones for sure. Like, because picking between Triss and Jennifer is hard. <laughs> like, like, both of those romances have, like, very, very awesome... Um, I don't know, like, reasons to, to, like, go with either one, right? And it's like, oh, do I want to stick with Triss, who stayed with me the entire time through the second game and through the beginning of the third game, or do I want to go back to my my one true love, if you will, which is Yennefer, and... Um... Yes, one true love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I also went Yennefer, but I always regret it, you know? Like, I always regret it, like, Triss was so nice to me, and I liked her personality and everything, and it was kind of like that, that dynamic. Like, that game only has... Well, technically, you could do the strip club thing guys but like like no i'm talking about like romance <laughs> um i mean i like the netflix one i really like that one okay that's a movie not a game or a tv show whatever <laughs> tv have you guys seen it yet no <laughs> no God nobody has it. i think part of it part of it part of it but i think that, I, I think witcher 3 is definitely up there in my top 
most memorable romances for me. Who else still has some? I have a couple more. All right. Uh, I know Mika has a good amount of lists, but do let's cover one of her. Mika. How many? How many do you have left? I'm also looking at the clock, and I'm trying to also manage <laughs> our time left here with how many games we want to cover. I have a lot, but I'm mostly for uh, like romances I knew about. Um, like uh, for example, the besides the Final Fantasy ones. Uh, and Lincoln Zelda, like two that I remember recently. Not recently, but uh, I think the most recent one is uh, Ellie and Dina from Last of Us Two. All right. We we definitely talked in detail about this one last week. Yeah, but uh, yeah. about the romance because I felt yeah. like it was non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the best relationship between two characters in that game and yes. it still kind of feels like mad like honestly like like ellie and dina is fine but i prefer ellie and the girl from the dlc like that one was good yeah uh, no i did play the dlc yeah i i wanted to mention them but damn ellie gets uh, around it's so sh not, that it was not valid but <laughs> i think because of that relationship it's it's not. It's more of a friendship, and then suddenly, oh, we both like each other, and then, ah, oh, tragedy. You know, it's not really a relationship. Well, they were That's getting to know each other. They're young. That's like their first kiss and everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I know, I know. But we're we were talking about romantic relationships, no? Yeah, technically yes, but like that was. I mean, yeah, because they're young. Count. I, I, I would say it yeah, counts. baby, it romance is what you make of it, man. Don't judge. They don't have to like. Getting bad together, anything like that? No, 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 it's not. It, it was. But you can if you want. To me, it wasn't a, oh, a romantic relationship. There were two friends that were hanging out, and at the end, they both discovered they like each other. But then they get really bad luck and get attacked. Which I you would know? consider that a romantic relationship that that ended abruptly. Like, <laughs> it's a very short romance, sadly. Yeah. One night stand. Not quite like that, but it, like, <laughs> <laughs> short but sweet. Zombies were involved. He's played. It ain't a tragedy. I don't played think Last of any like, valid romance. <laughs> right, uh, so, one fantasy game. Uh, I guess two. Oh, I mean the other ones like. I mean, Danganronpa, almost nobody will is going to know that. Nope. Exactly. See? Uh, Tales well, of, perfect. Tell Tales us about of it. Series. Okay, Not many so... people know. It involves huge spoilers. I'm going to ruin it for you. And it involves all three games and the anime, so I'm not not going to tell you about it. <laughs> so I'll say, I'll say the Tales that's of series for me, like, it's one of my, and particularly Tales of the Abyss, that's one of my favorite romances and games of all time. If I play it now, it's probably very cliched and shit, but at the time, I absolutely loved it, okay? And it was, like, everything that I wanted in a, in a uh, guy, or I guess guy meets girl kind of thing, right? Like, like yeah, my yeah, teenage brain or story. whatever. Dude, like, that shit sells. Like, I eat that shit up, or a good romance story just make, leaves you warm and fuzzy. You know? Yes. <laughs> this is like... 
<laughs> the, the Jack Nicholson yes <laughs> gif the warm and fuzzies I was thinking of something does Leon and the president's daughter in Resident Evil 4 count as a romance no I don't think so that's like a wrong <laughs> are you into it <laughs> that's like saying the Sonic and the weird human princess girl count in Sonic 06 hell no oh god <laughs> I mean it does technically count my friend like sorry <laughs> Did it, did it, they it, did that, and that's make... why people were angry. They were like, dude, you did that. We can't delete this now. Did it, it make the list of worst fucking romances? I don't know. Like, it has its audience. Sonic right. is a pimp. Sonic's had a bunch of girlfriends. Uh, so, so, Mika, um, what, Last of Us, Tales of, um, other Final Fantasy games, anything else? or? Uh... Seven is very interesting that there's huge ship wars about it, but that's not really canon. The only canon Final Fantasy Seven to me is second Aerith. So well, that's <laughs> everything because... else canon and it's hugely popular. But that's because like she dies, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Oh my god, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> We're past that. <laughs> Okay, um, I see Jober still has one, and I think Chase still has one. Yeah. All right, let's Chase. But we could wrap oh. up if we want. I I do have. Two <laughs> let's go real quick. Let's go. Like... Let's go. This last one's real quick. Uh, but Chase, go ahead. Give us a give us the last one, and we can go over like yeah. a last round. But let's let's keep it quick. Uh, five minutes or so. You were taking. Yeah, my last one was more of just like to spark conversation on how the group feels about like, you know, talking about like Spider-Man with Peter and MJ and stuff and how romance from comics and outside sources turn into video game romance. And if if we think that that romance counts as video game romance. Well, mm, good, question. good question, because yeah. it's a it's a new take on a romance that exists, that that that's basically known from another medium, but the video game brings a completely brand new original way of looking at it. Because uh, I agree, like Spider Man, the uh, are you talking about the PlayStation Four version of the game? Uh, I just like use them as an example. Okay. Um, yeah, in no PS- specific yeah, game. That romance was pretty unique, in my opinion. I was like, oh, this is a, a new take on MJ and Peter's relationship from Spider-Man, right? But I'm a comic book nerd, so I'm like, I've seen this relationship ten different, presented ten different ways. This is number 11, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think it, it it's valid, but whether or not, like, maybe it doesn't feel as impactful because, like, hey, I've I've known about it for years from the comic books, right? But if it, if it were, like, a really, truly unique interpretation or, like, you know, like, story between the, those two, like, then I would say, like, oh, absolutely, like, I would count it because it came from a, a from a game. It'll would... impact the generation of the, you know, it'll hit people for the first time if they execute it, right? Yeah, that yeah. too. If, Why if, not? If, it's a true and tested story. If they've never heard of Spider-Man and they decided to play the Spider-Man game, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know how many people No, not like Spider-Man. I mean, the... Or... Or any, the or whole, any other like, game, right? Yeah, relationship, yeah. Um, but like, since Spider-Man is like an easy example, because shit, who hasn't heard of Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All these freaking new kids that are getting born, those haven't heard it yet. <laughs> 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 
that are listening Gilbert to the podcast the... in their mama's womb. <laughs> well, they ain't listening to it now, but you know, companies release games for those kids. Like they're, they're thinking, ah, five years and seven years, and like these ten still get. Let's start making fans. I see Caesar just run into the hospital and be like, "Have you heard of Spider Man? You have now. Here you go. <laughs> You're listening to oh, the game, like... My cousin just like wonders it. <laughs> Dude, this is my dessert. Uh, there's a new. You're jumping ahead. Family. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your mouth you for a couple more minutes. Like, like sweet tooth can wait was... for all right, all right, all right. Any, any, any other takes on Chase's point? I, I like that um, conversational piece. But any, any, any other takes? Make our jewelry since I, I don't think they have jumped in on this. Particular on his thing. or our own thing. On, on his take, on where his it's like other it other romances from other mediums brought into games and maybe they're being changed or something. Mm, I don't know if that... I don't know. I would consider it more from the original medium than in the game medium. To be honest. Okay. Gilbert? Uh, no, no. Nothing, nothing else to add. All right, Mika, do you have any any other ones? I have two. Quick I, ones. I got one I forgot, and I, I ended say, it like a bit ago. I was gonna oh. say, Chase, your pa the panel has decided that your petition has been denied. No, <laughs> not denied. Like Joker didn't care. Mika said no. I said yes. I didn't say nothing. He said like there's no voting. We will not invest. Everyone wants a no vote. I was like, no vote, man. I was just yes, thought it was an interesting piece because it is. Like, it is very like interesting. It. I, yeah. I have, I have I already said my piece. I <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, what were you? What were you talking about? Sorry. There's one I that I wanted to add that I forgot about on my original list. Uh, I added it after the fact. It's also from Final Fantasy for Final Fantasy, but it's Final Fantasy Thirteen Two Kaios and Jewel, which is probably not many people know about. So Kaios is the antagonist mm -hmm. nope. or the bad yes, guy. Yes, Kaios is the bad guy of Final Fantasy Thirteen. Which is kind of a cool thing, actually. Like, yeah, whoa. and basically, if you... I love this game, by the way. I love this game when I played it, and almost nobody is very aware of it, I guess. It was... It just spent its life under the radar, or ignored. Uh, but basically, again, spoilers. Uh, if you play the entire game, and you beat him at the end, so basically, he's trying... He's the guardian of Jewel, who is a, I forgot, a priestess that keeps dying because she sees the future. And she, the thing is, like, once she dies, she gets rebirth. It's the same soul, and he recognizes the same soul, mm. even though it's a different Jewel, but it's the same soul. So there's points in the game when he says, which Jewel are you talking about? I've taken care of a thousand of them. They're, always, they're all unique, but they're always the same soul. You know, something like that. So he's just spends. So he he's the villain I because love he that. To, yeah. because he wants to stop time and space. So Jewel stops dying and getting rebirth, and she can just live. Yeah, it's almost like an interesting take where like like she's not doomed, but On like the that's her life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, her, her like her life and death cycle. Spans. Like like he that's wants to put a stop yeah. to that. But to do yeah, that, he, he needs to, to do something drastic, cool. you know? Like, yeah, he needs like... to stop all life, you know? He needs to yeah. stop time and space, so she stops dying and getting rebirth. So, <laughs> so I think, like like Caesar said earlier, love love is a drive for, like... That's some 50 <laughs> first dates type of shit, yeah. yeah. Caesar's, like, <laughs> find, like, buying the game on Steam right now, like... 
it's really good it's really really good like because usually the villain i mean the previous final fantasy villains they're usually at one point it's just not 13 crazy. Two I think that's one or of it's three. It's, it's 13 2. Uh, 13 2. Okay, big doo-doo. <laughs> you need to play one game. <laughs> <laughs> There's like three of them. That's why I ask because that there's, shit's long. There's, and there's I will in, not. I hate. I would see the movie if like yeah, I would rather I just, go to YouTube. I just watch the movie on YouTube and look look for it. These games are dated in the gameplay. Like fuck yeah. me, having to play one of these turn-based like. No, like I I got like it a hundred percent in two days because I could not stop playing it. That's cool. Like, I'll definitely see the story because I like the the idea of that eternal love and shit. Like, I, uh, you see it in a few franchises. I should I've check how the le- length of the movie in YouTube is probably like five hours long. Probably. <laughs> game, long. Game, game movies are long. You can make a fucking series out of them, which Dude, is a good thing in terms of content. Last of Us 2 is like 12 hours or something. Or like <laughs> it's massive. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two quick games, and it's because I played them recently. So remember how I said, like, in the past five years, I haven't had anything impactful since, like, Witcher 3. Um, I played two games that are, like, known for the romance. Or actually, romance is the point of the game, if you ask me. Like, one is called Haven. It's on Game Pass. Haha. Ha. Let's keep it with the meme. Um, it's decent. I didn't... I haven't beaten it yet. But... But it's, like, it's, it's, it's about this kind of just, like... A romance between two characters. I'm like, where does it go? I don't know yet. But it's it's not bad. Whether or not it like it's super good, I don't know. Um, but like the thing is, like even this game, which was made like with romance in mind, like it doesn't feel as strong as some of the other ones that we mentioned already. Um, but it's not bad. The other one I I, I played was a game called Florence. It's a very short game, less than an hour long. It's like a it's it's like a a visual oh, novel quite... more than anything. Yeah, that was good, Manny. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Um, it could hit you in the feels <laughs> if, oh, dear, if you could. went through similar experiences for sure. Um, and it's very short, and it's like six dollars. Uh, um, maybe less than that. If you want to support it, if you just want to do the YouTube thing, you probably. No, nah, I don't uh, do the thing on that. One. Yeah, or or it's three bucks. Mm-hmm. Like I bought it for three bucks, fifty percent off, right? So like, you know what, three bucks, sure, I'll. I'll I heard good things. It's it's okay. It's it's very short. It's it's just like uh, showing a story between two right um, people, and it's very real and all that sort of stuff. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so, a good Valentine's gift. Florence and Haven, <laughs> or just get somebody else Florence. Florence and Game Pass. And Game Pass, yeah, that's even better. Boom. Uh, Listen, you can't go to the movies. Like that's not bad. Alright, that's all I had. Jilbert, I think you uh, still have one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have, so I, I still have one. But, I mean, to me, I thought there was there was indeed a relationship with uh, in Halo with Cortana and Master Chief. I really think there was... It's not the romantic, romantic, but still, you can tell there was a need uh, to save Cortana and in Halo 3, like, right, you know? So, and even now, the this, this story still isn't finished, but uh, to me, it finished. Yeah, like, yeah, they're, so they're complicating that story. They're weaving some some right marriage shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some baby there. They are basically saying, as, as close as you can, 
between two characters. Yeah, that that there. One of the stories, one of the games, is basically bringing her back. Right, 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 right. So isn't there didn't Halo Four like that was the big thing? Like, no, Halo Three. That was Halo Three. No, no, but Halo Four was the one where like. No, I they, think it was Four. Yeah, where they like finally split off for good, and they were like dramatic about it, if you will. Like she actually, I remember them being like yeah. a holographic room, and she actually like touches Master Chief. And she's like, I, I, I always wanted to, to, to do that, or something like along those lines. But so that's like the most romantic that you'll ever see Cortana be. And I think that was in Halo 4, Damn. not 3. Yeah. Um, but yes, like, like there are definitely, like, it's not like obvious or anything. And it's obviously weird between, like, you know, a dude and an AI, whatever. Like, like some people might think that maybe these games are old. So, like, back in, back in the day, potentially that was a thought. But, um,. I could totally see how that could be a romance. Whether whether it goes anywhere in Halo Six, <laughs> we'll see. Or, or is it look. like the reality? Boom, smacking them in the face. Damn, yo, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, there's definitely character development. There's a relationship throughout. I thought that was a worthy mention. So. Good, Agreed. good mention. All right, uh, any final ones? I think uh, I can't wait to see what happens. Do you think? Do you think they're gonna reconcile it, Gilbert? Uh, Halo. <sighs> like, do you think Cortana? Because you know, oh, she's not listen to me at all. I don't know. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, man. It. I took. <laughs> that could that could be the case. Hi guys, time to go in one. <laughs> We'll see. I was just thinking, man, because that's deep. Like, Cortana's been with us since, <laughs> like, come on. They've been through a lot of shit. Like, and now, what will Halo 5 bring to us in this epic relationship? Halo 5? Like, on 4, they broke up. Man, he's like, right? I haven't seen, I haven't heard. This is the first time I hear of Halo 4's, like, story, because I, I, I didn't remember it. You should go back and look at it, I guess. <laughs> but she's like she she's not coming back, Manny. Do you think she's coming <laughs> back to the chief? <laughs> so <laughs> I never beat Halo Five because I couldn't put up with it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that story, dude. Damn. Shame. Shame on you, bro. I don't blame you, Manny. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one, Jiver. Uh, any final ones then? I I think, I think we're done. Maybe? Someone say something. Yeah. All right. So. I was going to say that right. you're spot on. It's five hours and ten minutes. Ooh, I nailed oh, that. 13 shit. Oh, without okay. without even from, looking. Uh, that was like a buzzer beater. I got to go watch this now. <laughs> five hours. Damn. That's good luck, TV right, for the right. weekend, uh, Before we end, I wanted to give a special mention to Bubble Bubble, the Lily the Gola games to rescue the girlfriends. Uh, I thought I thought you were gonna. Oh, say wait, Uncharted. wait. What about what about what about Double Dragon? Again, oh, Double Dragon. It's a trope. There's a bunch of games okay. where the goal is to rescue your beloved. Oh, God. <laughs> isn't that? Isn't but, that? Right. Wait, wait, Manny, you bought this Ninja game, Gaiden. Me. What? No, no, no. Ninja, Ga Ninja the Gaiden. One, the know. one with the girls. The girls are rescuing their boyfriends. River City Girls. River City Girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's on Game Pass. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> it's on Game Pass. Surprising no one. 
All right, uh, and with that, uh, I'm gonna wrap it up. And with that, that is our main topic uh, for this week. Uh, best romance in gaming, good discussions, and now we will be moving on to our desserts. All right, and for our desserts, since we have a guest, we will let him pick first. Uh, so, Chase, do you have no, any desserts? What if he wants to go last? Yeah, oh, I maybe think he wants to go last. You, wanna, right? you pick. Put you want to put me sure. last because it'll go into the events. Right, Perfect. Well, so well, let's let's keep you 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 are the last. Uh, sh you get your last choice of the cert. Uh, anybody else wants to start? I'll go quick because mine is quick. Um, uh, just ready. to keep with with my twenty uh, twenty one tradition of of the certs, Prince of Persia remake has been delayed. Um, so this is good news. I approve of delays as long as it, it gives me a better product. No more Cyberpunk 2077, please. Um, the, so the one thing, they, there's no new date or window or anything like that. They just said, like, we're going to delay it for, to work on it. And I think that game needs work because it looked trashy. <laughs> okay, so good good on them. Hope it, hope it becomes a good game. That was it, guys. Who's next? All right. Okay. okay. Uh, on the dessert, anybody else? Uh, I can go. I ate my dessert too early. <laughs> <laughs> he did. All right, Mika. He did. I can go. I guess. Mika, go. Um. Okay, quickly before because I I forgot I I googled the top uh, video game fandoms in archive of our own Ao3. If anybody doesn't know what that is, that is the largest fanfiction archive on the web. Uh, and there are actually not that many video game fandoms, but number one is Dragon Age. Number two is Final Fantasy, the entire thing. Number three, Fire Emblem, the entire thing. Undertale, Overwatch, Danganronpa, Final Fantasy XV specifically, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and Shin Megami Tensei series. I'm actually surprised Dragon Age is more than... Those are, yeah, everything... Below that is under 25,000 fixed. These are all above 25,000 fixed. Damn, I, a fix. Fan fiction. Fanfix. Fan fiction. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Dragon Age, which is the number one video game fandom, has 68,530 fan fictions. That means individual stories that people have written about Dragon Age. That's interesting. Damn, yeah, so they can make a good game if they like talk with these people. And <laughs> and make <laughs> give them money, hey, man. They make good products. Fifty Shades of Grey exists. Anything can happen. Fifty Shades mm. of Grey. For anybody that doesn't know, used to be Twilight fan fiction. Ooh. So somebody wrote Twilight <laughs> fan fiction, and it was so popular on this website specifically that they got a writing contract and they just changed the names from Edward to Bella to whatever they're now. Hmm. And that person made a shit ton of money. Yeah, okay. we got we got talented people uh, working on this stuff. This is good because stories are like an important part for like romance and all these things in gaming. Like the writers get their appreciation today for good writing and, and storytelling. Okay, that leaves uh, either I, Gilbert or next? Eric before Chase. Eric, you can go. All right, I can go. Uh, my quick dessert is basically uh, the last couple of weeks I've been looking uh, at some of the old games that I used to play 
that they're not they're not available anywhere. So I was looking at some like odd games, uh, things like Armored Core, and I think I texted Manny about this. Like, hey, do you have this? <laughs> uh, those games cannot be found anywhere. You can't buy them unless you buy like an old Xbox 360. You can't or like an or or, or a PlayStation 3 or something, right? You can't you can't get those games anymore. Um, and the similar thing we talked about last week with Golden Eye. Um, or I was looking at Turok. There was actually multiple Turok games, right? But the, there was a Turok game that came out in 2008. That was kind of like a Call of Duty clone. And yeah. that game doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah. Unless you have the original 360 or PS3 copy. Or I think at, at some point it came out for PC, but you're like, this, it's not available anywhere. It's no, no, not on so, Steam. It's not on GOG. So Turok's 1 and 2 are on PC, but not anything else. So not 3, not the, those remakes, or, or 2008, or whatever. You not, uh, there's a bunch of other ones so for Turok, like Shadow Wars or something. or yeah. There was a bunch of other ones. Um, and I don't know. I was just like looking at games, and I found a bunch of games that I enjoyed back in the day that I, they're just not available anywhere. So I kind of got into the, well, like, how do I preserve some of these games that... They're not in Steam. They're not anywhere, and you you can't preserve them. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I was just looking at that. That was my dessert. There's there's no solution, obviously, but I hope more people preserve their games somehow. Either putting them on on Steam or something, so you can keep those you, games. You're worried about them like losing data. We do have cases of corruption, corrupted files where a lot of games get lost to to history. Sometimes with the Mass Effect, we lost that DLC, dude. That was a sad note. Yeah, like like good, almost, good. you can yeah. say almost every fucking Nintendo game, dude. Like like outside of emulation, there's there's super hard ways to play some of these games. Um, all the DS games and stuff are like gone, probably gonna be gone forever. Or GBA, like there's there's no like you need an actual GBA to play GBA games or Gamer Color or whatever, right? Like there's those games don't exist. Like it's up to Nintendo to make oh, them easily sad. available. Yeah, like four swords is gone forever almost. We need to show this, them love. Oh, this is like no. a whole topic, by the way. Not yeah, it's a whole topic. That's why I didn't want to think too much about it. But it's like it was something that I was looking at last week. Uh, I was looking for an old game from LucasArts, of all people, called Fracture, uh, which I think Manny, Manny might be the only person that knows about this. Yeah, I uh, like the premise. Yeah, I'm, I, I actually got it again, bro. I found like a, like a cheap copy for like eight bucks shipped. Uh, and I played it. I'm like, it's fun, <laughs> but it's gone forever. It's like now I have a physical copy, and that's it. That's uh, that's where the game exists. It's not on Game Pass. <laughs> no, it's not, or anywhere else for that matter. Yeah, I, I don't know. So like, it's like emulation Damn. is something that really I think we need at, at some point then. Because anyway, that's my top. Proper backwards compatibility. Like this is something. Yeah. This is an Thank issue you. that PC doesn't have. Like I mean, they do have, but they find ways to like fix the the issues that come up. Right? They they. They um they patch it or whatever or something, but which is why PCs like <laughs> has a lot of benefits. Yep. So anyway, that was my dessert. It was more like an idea where like I was looking at some of those old games and how to preserve them, and some of them you can't, and they're gone forever. But we can make it a big topic later on the line. But uh, okay, that's my dessert. All right. So my dessert is I'm gonna talk about the recently announced Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, expansion. More Final Fantasy news. Endgame. <laughs> uh, oh shit! Yeah. So, uh, so the announce is coming uh, fall of this year. It's gonna have two new two new jobs. Uh, they revealed one of them. 
uh, Sage, which is going to be a new healing class. Oh um, my god! And they're gonna have they're gonna basically uh, have a balance of two completely f- uh, focusing on healing characters. They're gonna change Astrologian to be in that role, and you're gonna have the Scholar and Sage be this uh, shield uh, focused. Uh, Healer. They can be tanks. The are Gundam these one? fucking healers being tanks? They are. They look pretty damn cool. They showed the oh, weapons, shit. which is like these, uh, kind of like you know, I really as blades, <laughs> flying swords. Dude, thing. I love yeah, playing tank swords. in Final Fantasy. It's like 14. flying, I love. Fly, instead of flying swords, it's flying guns. And that's uh, why it's a Gundam. <laughs> damn. So, uh, definitely looks very cool. Um. Also, something, that something to note, they're making, uh, you know, Endgame, I thought, um, okay, this this is about the time, if you think about it, 11 and 14, right? Three games in between. Final Fantasy 14 has 20 million players right now. That's pretty huge, even compared to when WoW was at its peak. Um, so, I'm like, you know, if they are going to make 17, the next iteration... They might be losing a lot of players. They announced that they were not. This is not going to be the last expansion. It's going to be the last expansion tied to the story that we've been seeing um, between um, the two main entities. But so that's ending on 6.0. But the, there's going to be more expansions. Joshi P is still going to be there. They're making. You know, raising the level cap by 10, re- uh, reducing the damage numbers. And they explain why. Uh, yeah. Question. 80, like 80? They're oh. going from 80 to 90. They're doing a, they're doing a, a number. Jesus Christ, dude. Like, I'm to... still level 60 in that game. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is um, the problem yeah. with MMO after a long time, in my opinion. <laughs> Fuck, I think that's the I... whole combo in itself. <laughs> because all, Yeah, power creep yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because in WoW, right, they squished it back down to 60. So Right, right. <laughs> they're like... going to do that at some point. <laughs> it was like, to. what, level 150? No, 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 no. Like, 120 like, is like 120, 120 or something. Yeah. 30... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, so, anyways, I, I, did uh, have, I did have one quick question. Do you think they're trying to cash in on Marvel's Endgame naming convention? No, I, I, they, they went into a good amount of detail as to why it's called Endgame, hmm. uh, and it's tied to the original story. It's that's ending, but yeah, it's the same as Marvel called it Endgame. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, <laughs> I thought, I thought this was gonna be the last expansion. Like I was like, I'm like, oh. Dave, they're doing well. Like you should keep it going and. Uh, I'm glad yeah. that they are. Anyways, uh, yeah, the other class, all we know is going to be a melee DPS. We have no idea what it's going to be. Okay, so it's not going to be a tank. It's so these new healers be... are tanks? These new healers are no, tanks? No, they're not. No, no, no. Damn not. it. They're Why not? not? Caesar wants a one class fits, does all their class. His <laughs> <laughs> red mage yeah, in no. 11 or whatever. <laughs> like, you remember uh, that build that you had with Paladin that healed itself? Oh, and that's how it wars? kept aggro. No, you had the red mage be uh, healing himself so much that he out aggroed people in. Like that's how you got a healer class to be a tank uh, in Final Fantasy Eleven, for example. Oh, it was remember. an off. I, I remember Guild Wars. Oh, uh, did it was a very a specialty like role playing. That's that's 
kind of cool. Like, I thought it might be something like that. I I just remember Guild Wars, me being the tank DPS healer, uh, (laughs) self-healer, necromancer Guild Wars Wars doesn't follow the trinity. No, no, I'm talking about using heals as a a way to gauge. Uh, I don't... I don't see that nowadays. All right, oh. now we need to uh, let Chase have his dessert. Mm. Oh yeah, delicious. <laughs> uh, yeah. So mine kind of just led into like your the events as well, right? For BlizzCon, but this specific dessert, I guess, will be that. Uh, WoW's coming up with a new mid-game patch, 9.05, which is only intended on fixing systems and making improvements that way. Um, normally, they they might do a little tweaking and class balancing in those, but there's normally additional storyline to prepare for like the next patch, so that's pretty interesting. Um, moving into like blizzcon and and wow related stuff it's speculated that burning crusade classic will come back um so a lot of interesting ways on how they could potentially do that are they going to have it separate from classic or are they going to make it an add-on to classic so that could be really interesting we'll also probably hear um about 9.1, so the first like actual patch to the new expansion. Potentially what 9.2 or 9.3 looks like. We don't know who the bad guy is yet. Like we know there's some bad guys, but we don't know who like the final bad guy will be. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then also with BlizzCon, Diablo 4, I'm really hoping there's like a demo or something like that to play online. That would be sick. If they actually pull that off, that would be sick. (laughs) I mean, they did it with WoW last time, right? So, um... I have a question, Chase. Yeah. What gameplay do you think they're gonna... Like, what innovations to gameplay do you think that's gonna bring? Like, is it gonna change the formula? It's a heavy-hitting question. (laughs) Um, so... Well, let me just give you this example. I wanted to key into it. Just... Yeah, let me let me just give. So when we went when I went to BlizzCon last year, the WoW demo you could play it there, or you could buy the online pass, and you got while BlizzCon was going, or like a week or something past BlizzCon, you had access to the demo environment, and you could log in through your Blizzard app and play it. They could potentially do the same thing with Diablo. They had like the same demo set up. They had a small world with a server. If they did that, that would be mind-blowing, and I'd just be in there for two weeks playing it. Yeah, I think during the pandemic, yeah, yeah. it would be really appropriate for them to do something like that, too. Solid, yeah. solid. Yeah, I don't see them... <laughs> yeah, I don't see them doing that with WoW because it's just another patch. It's not like a new expansion. Um, and like they had done like a like the first like starter zone with it, but any of the new games like from Diablo Four or Overwatch Two where you could just like queue in and like play the same map over, I think that could be a huge win for them. Uh, don't know if they'll do it or not, but uh, Overwatch Two. I That's mean, we'll awesome. find out. We'll find out more on that as well. Like that demo, I also got to play you know two years ago, and we haven't heard much news on it. It was fun, but. It was interesting, I guess. I'm not super hyped about that. 
And then um, really hyped for Diablo 2 Remastered. As long as it's an actual remastered like StarCraft was. And then I'm sure they'll announce a new Hearthstone expansion. They do that every BlizzCon. So that's what I would expect. So that's coming I'm, in. I'm, I'm happy about that. Like a week? Wow. A week and a half? It's the 19th and the 20th of February. I guess some of us will be paying attention. <laughs> if, it get, if they yeah. got free demos, I'll yeah. jump in for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping free demos. Demo sounds good. Free demos sounds good. Yeah, I would be surprised if I don't know. I, maybe I'm shooting in the stars because of the pandemic, but I think they have the possibility to do it. Well, I'm rooting for, for it. Capability. Yeah, 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 I'm rooting for it. Same. All right, cool. So I guess we're done with our desserts. And uh, as we end our three-course gaming meal, we would like to thank everybody for listening. If you want, you can look for Gaming Meal on most popular social media platforms. Feel free to follow, comment, all that social media stuff. That is all for today. Have a good one, everyone.